0: Hey there, if you would like ad-free and early versions of these episodes, as well as bonus episodes, movie club episodes, and lots more, head on over to patreon.com slash Craig and Friends. believe
1: not pretend we might be Ill, but we're on the mend. It never stops.
0: How are your headphones? Oh my god, so great. Yeah? Good. Oh, yeah. You want them uh, higher, lower? Uh, lower a little bit. Yeah, just sure. Because sure, no, you don't want to go deaf. I, don't, it's, uh, well,
2: I just don't want to listen to myself talk.
0: <laughs> Would you like me to pipe in music instead, perhaps? <laughs> <Do, laughs> yeah, Chopin, please. Oh, sure, okay. Give me a second to call that up, because uh, I was listening to something else earlier. But uh, Yeah, Chopin is good for podcast recording. It really gives you that soothing, but yet stately... Mm-hmm. Sensation yeah, that want. you want, know. and I'm going to ask if if you would mind. Uh, gum is just yeah. terrible. I, for, I, oh, let me get a napkin though, so you can um, so you don't have to hold on to it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, give me your most important note.
0: <laughs> there you go. There it is. Blank. Yep.
2: Yeah. Well, now that is it's, that it's, is true
0: friendship. Amy just handled your gum and mine
1: in there. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I looked
0: up at the wrong time. Okay, so. she
2: shoved it in there before I could pull it away is, ain't that always the case
0: <laughs> yeah so we're also joined well of course i should say a uh, boris here and also with um, us is amy dean from sugar mine. pill cosmetics
2: amy dean
0: oh i'm sorry i'm sorry well for today you're amy dean okay, okay amy look it's the first in-person taping i've had in a long time sorry amy help. dean yeah well i thought amy dean was coming so <laughs> we're gonna have to renegotiate the contract oh, yeah <laughs> you and i taped for a couple hours, uh, a couple months ago, we had yeah, to well, scrap you know, most of it. Yeah, because we were in the middle of the pandemic, and it, like yeah. we were both just visibly bummed out.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot, a lot, lot of sad talk, and it just you know, we want people to jump into the spring mood uh, yeah. with light-hearted um, talk, and we'll, well, yeah, just scrap most of it.
0: We had such a good time; it would be better to do it in person, right? Since we could uh, actually have fun, and you have been enjoying being in person in the bubble with Amy, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Amy and I have been spending a lot of time together this year um, through the pandemic. Um, uh, she's my ride or die. And um, when you ride with her, you might die. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a reflection of her driving she's, tendencies? Um, no, she's a stellar driver. She has her Class C license. And, um <laughs> can uh, hitch up a a caravan quite nicely.
0: That's important. And also, I know Amy has that fondness for driving buses once in a while, filling in, substitute bus driver or something like that. Charity. Is it it the same class license? I get confused. I think so. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. Very versatile, then. Yeah, she can back out of anything. Now, have shows resumed for you? I know they've resumed in general, but have they resumed for you? Here
2: and there, I did um, a private a gig for the local uh, show Exposure. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're in LA, that's a, um, a very prominent show featuring fresh talent and some long standing talent. It's a great mix of um, talent um, and uh, a lot of people just doing it for the exposure. And I wanted to expose. A lot of people to me, again, it feels like I'm starting over again as I emerge from the cocoon of uh, COVID. Did you experience some identity slippage like I did in the last year and a half, but I feel like you did? Yeah, but it's all good because who I was before just wasn't working. So (laughs) Now give her a little rundown on who you used to be. Um, Well, uh, I started drag with a very simple formula of transmuting my pain into power. And if you're not careful and using that responsibly, um, it, can, it can do more harm than good. So what I've decided to do now is to refract that pain through a prism of light. And just my main goal in every situation is to make sure everybody from the dressing room to the back of the house has a good time. Because it's it's so important now to just spread joy instead of, you know, spreading bacteria, which I'm so used to. And it's become <laughs> old hat, really. You it's, don't even think about it. It's, it's just you know, part of your day. Yeah. And when you master one art, it's time to branch out and figure out about, you know, making people smile for a change and s- instead of holding them upside down while they frown, you know? Also, you could still spread the bacteria along
0: with the joy. And intermix them. As we get older, it's uh, important to be able to weave these things together. Yeah. Does memory serve correctly that your Instagram handle
2: used to be a Bora sucks? It it did for a while. It seemed to work. It seemed to do that self deprecating thing that you know a lot of that punk era. Uh, of like, I don't care about my image. I don't care if you like it. In fact, I hope you hate it. And the more <laughs> you hate it, the more I love it, love. Yeah. But, um, you know, I got enough people begging me to change it that I was like, you know what? It's probably more healthy for me and everyone around me to just embrace the fact that I kind of rule. And I'm awesome. And I should just uh, embrace that because there's no denying it. I can't. Keep denying it. Living in denial of it is not healthy. So I've gotten a lot of good um, feedback on the change. And um, I hope to make more people agree with the handle um, than my last one, which was also agreeable. It was very agreeable (laughs) to a lot of people, but I hope to change their minds.
0: And plus, you'd rather hear from the people that agree with the rules
2: sentiment, right? Than the sucks. Yeah, I didn't realize how long I've gone without hearing any negativity in my career. Um, I've been very fortunate to only hear the positive. Um, and, uh, when I got a taste of what real dismay and real disappointment was from the people who once were cheering for me, I, I decided I don't like that. I don't like that as much as I thought I would. And this would be when, when I you know had a very unfortunate use of phrase. Um, I didn't really quite understand. Um, uh, what's it? Uh, 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 I didn't really understand. It's not sarcasm. Uh, uh, I don't. I didn't really know how to use. It's like a parody. Oh, satire. Satire. Not, see, I don't even know. <laughs> the first thing about right satire folks you heard it here
0: <laughs> it's very clear <laughs> I,
2: I didn't know who my enemies were and i was just punching in every direction mostly down and i said some unfortunate things and the for the sake of comedy and i hurt um a lot of people and i feel regret to this day about it so going forward um i've committed to change I've gotten I've gotten a better handle of satire. Um, here's here's this for uh, you folks. Uh, I was reading, we all
0: want to gauge your progress on the satire meter.
2: Yeah, I want to see if this works because I um I was reading an article the other day about one of our very um, unfortunate governors um, uh, when we recently uh, repealed that uh, assault rifle bill and now California has. Um, legal it's legal to carry assault weapons in public now I didn't know that because
0: I've been sort of shielding myself a bit from the news in the last uh, few
2: we, weeks as know. we all must if yeah. we don't want to just <laughs> continuously bash our head into a brick wall yeah um,
0: last time I dipped in just to see what was happening I was like oh yeah yeah right this is bad and it's even weirder than
2: I thought it was yeah, U.S. District Judge Roger Benitez compared the AR-15 semi-automatic rifle to a Swiss Army knife, <laughs> calling it good for both home and battle. Because you know when you get that like stubborn tuna can that you can't quite open—that's <laughs> right—just grit the AR-15 off the shelf and uh, just <laughs> let that baby rip. And you feel good doing it too. <laughs> it feels
0: real right, just right in your hand, and you don't accidentally stab your thumb.
2: Like you would with a Swiss Army knife? No, no, no. It's completely safe. It's completely safe. It's safe for home use. Yeah. And it's know? it's good for camping. Camping, you know, and you're making s'mores. Just throw the ingredients in the air and just let it fly. I've
0: also read a recipe <laughs> where it's something to do with uh, heating it on the barrel. Uh, although I don't yeah. know what you have, how many rounds you have to get rid of first. <laughs> you know, I'm not really a gun person, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but I, that would be closer to the uh, satire Yeah, That you were aiming for in the other
2: situation, which... The joke becomes on our lawmakers who are buffoons. And just they are the butt of the joke as opposed to our own community.
0: Now, you said that was the time when you really realized how bad that could be and the kind of feeling you would have with that kind of reaction. Was that the first time that you had that kind of brace of negativity? Yeah,
2: because even during dragula um i a lot of my fellow contestants receive a lot of uh a lot of poison from the community and a lot of backlash um uh hollow eve um received the brunt of a lot of misguided anger um on some serious topics about uh female identity you know Mm uh with the fish topic and still receives um fish emojis to this day Mm -hmm. which is just bullying and i agree with their sentiment that i think um we can just kind of phase out the word fish if we want to be a more inclusive community um back to the original topic circling back i never really received that you know i was always the champion of my own narrative even as a reformed bully from the show i you know walked away um with more support than backlash so i've always been lucky in that i i i know that a lot of people aren't so lucky and they walk away from the show feeling like it was more of a detriment sure than a boon yeah so
0: there's always one or two people from each season of both drag race and drag it who seem to get really gone after
2: yeah for very innocuous seeming reasons sometimes it's never obvious to tell what's going to hit people the wrong way sure and then
0: something can snowball and people can sometimes lose the uh, original context of the incident or remark true
2: Sure. Yeah. Context is everything. And it seems to be lost in this digital age of cut and paste. And we never know what the initial remark was said or in response to. Um, and um, there are, you know, repercussions for the indelicate ways that we uh, approach them. Uh, for example, Monique's um, coming to to wokeness, let's say how that whole situation was handled was a huge debacle. And, um, you know, no one ever talks about the initial interaction that Moniki and Soju had that instigated her to say something with such hate and visceral vile. Uh, bringing up that Moniki's mother's suicide was completely... It was crossing the line for Soju to to do that. So um I'm not I'm not defending Moniki's reaction. It's just that context that gets uh, lost a out, lot of the time. Yeah.
0: Out. I think even any situation, no matter how one feels about it, I think it's always best to sort of get more of the context, to watch a little bit before and after the incident or the remark, whatever it is in particular, is said. Even with commentators from you know possibly political shows that you don't agree with or
2: right right. um but that seems like a lot of work and responsibility no. so i think well i think if
0: if you're going to uh,
2: <laughs> i see why people don't necessarily jump out and do that extra step
0: sure but then when it's followed with commenting a lot or making it something that you're very passionate about i think it's always helpful to dig a little bit deeper just to make sure that
2: you know everything that's going on surrounding it right that is um that was that used to be the responsibility of journalists to get the full story before presenting any facts or figures but nowadays it's just all opinion pieces and well and
0: clickbait friendly oh yeah
2: just very incendiary tinder for the fire not the app but <laughs> is this a sneaky plug um no i'm i'm not sponsored by anybody right now but i do receive beneficial help from me undies me undies <laughs>
0: <laughs> i heard they're just the most comfortable on these that yeah
2: i'm wearing them right now mm-hmm. micro modal
0: you know what i like to do before Putting those on is use Harry's Shave Club stuff. What? And Ooh, <laughs> yes, Harry's razors. Oh, yes. Check so, for the promo so code in the upcoming ad break
2: oh you oh yeah we we must have ads well, yeah, yeah that wasn't the ad <laughs> we're gonna have an ad on top of that
0: <laughs> well actually they'd love this more because it's integrated right it's, yeah it came so naturally yeah just so smooth like harry's after a shave mm, that's right your nether regions will never be the same but in a good way so that's uh <laughs> oh. i think harry's.com slash craig i don't know We'll we'll find out one of the things that we talked about is your relationship with bitch Puddin', which at the time was in a not a bad place but everyone was sort of separate from each other no one was really visiting each other but recently you've uh, been at the same roller disco party
2: oh yeah it um yeah um it was good to see bitch Puddin'. i was not prepared for um what was under her mask though <laughs> full cop mustache just like all right i think i think it looks great i think if she if if she's happy with it then i'm happy with it Mm -hmm. it's a good look yeah i mean as she's discovering who she is and that's great and she's becoming more comfortable with herself which is always a good thing sure hopefully we're all doing that all the time yeah yeah no uh, yeah yeah, I'm. 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 I'm really. I'm really glad for her. I'm really glad that we're friends. Um, you know, she's always been by my side, even when I didn't want her to be. <laughs> That's sign of a, a true friend,
0: for sure. Like Amy.
2: <laughs> yeah, talk about people who are, don't want by my side. Oh, Ooh. oh. You come over at in the morning. Can we strike
0: that? Oh, well, uh, <laughs> that was the sound of the bell that you cannot. That was the uh, sorry, that cannot be redacted.
2: No, yeah, I guess that would be a little too sloppy to just jolt into.
0: No, it's okay. I can beep it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. I love a, a good long
2: beep. Long beep. Roller skating. Yeah. Yeah, it's just one of those many talents I didn't know I had and um, <laughs> a lot of transferable skills from rollerblading. Oh, and we okay. I want to tie that back to. Florida, a lot of flat pavement
0: and a lot of rollerblading. Was that your go-to?
2: Yeah, motor transport. Yeah, that was something that my mom got me into, and we could sort of do at the park together. And you know, it was the '90s, so everyone was doing it, and we thought this was going to be the way of the future. This is how everyone's going to get around from now on: carrying a spare pair of shoes and going to the convenience store and slipping out of those. Yeah.
0: Well, just like the original roller boogie obsession. Everyone sort of thought that was here to stay. Yeah, totally. That and CB how could, radios. How could, how could this ever go out of fashion? <laughs> this could not be possibly a trend that will go away at some point, like the hula hoop. <laughs> what are some other outside activities that you've uh, participated in since uh, leaving
2: the Fortress of Solitude? Well, the very first thing that I did after my two-week... Um, Incubation period after the vaccine and everything was to visit my father and my stepmother, um, in Tucson. And of course, whenever I go to stop and see my sister Dolly, um, who lives in. Hope that doesn't dox her in any way.
0: You want to beep that again?
2: Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want anyone to know what state or city Dolly lives in.
0: Yes, anytime you travel somewhere, you stop by to see them. That way, no one will have the indication that it's related yeah, to the other you, place that you, you mentioned. Can
2: you bleep her name out as well? I yeah. don't want them to know who I go see or what. That's,
0: I think, very appropriate.
2: It I, adds a little layer of mystery that
0: sometimes we're missing these yeah, days. And bleep out who I went to go see and... You know what? Just remove that whole... I think beeping it severely <laughs> and um, obscenely will make for a more entertaining program you think so i think so yeah not frustrating at all well it that depends when i'm editing it i'll decide how frustrating it is <laughs> to both apply the beeps and then also to hear them
2: <laughs> so the first thing i did was to go visit my mother and stepfather or not my step mother and father <laughs> that just makes it sound like they're both my step parents like <laughs> so you visited your step
0: parents who now live Together,
2: after both divorcing my original parents, but they thought it could work. It's nice and when I, everyone gets along. And I ended up liking them better than my original <laughs> birth parents. Look,
0: these things happen. Chosen family, right? Isn't that what that's
2: about? So my stepfather and stepmother <laughs> got together, yeah. and I just like them more. So I went to go visit them and. T- and Did you FaceTime
0: your parents' parents? Yeah, just the, to okay. rub it,
2: rub the salt in the wound, you know. Good, just good. to remind them how much happier I am without them. <laughs>
0: good, you want to be sweet, but just a little bit of edge of the sour
2: with it. Yeah, that makes the bond between my step parents and I so much stronger. Mm-hmm. Is just the spite <laughs> of that, right? It's Being like, mean together, yeah, brings, brings you together. together, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which is
0: how you and Amy have gotten along so famously, right?
2: You know, when a bone is broken and it comes back together, it's stronger.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what mom always used to say.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, stepmom used to say. Break
2: my arm once, shame on you. Break my arm twice, Shame on the bone? Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, cursed
0: bones. Yeah. Well, that's Um, nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to visiting my folks later this year where do they live um well, i can't have to redact that no no massachusetts we talked about that
2: massachusetts yeah, yeah. Ma- See, massachusetts i want to be one of those people that remembers every detail about a person
0: well you were pretty good there i mean you remembered yeah i said it after you said it yeah but it was clearly <laughs> familiar you weren't like oh uh, right that's right i remember that massachusetts! <laughs> <laughs> which is famous for the lobster, <laughs> lobster clam chowder what part of Massachusetts? And you're just repeating stuff like slightly after I said. They're say
2: from it. Chrysanthemum Massachusetts.
0: That's right. That's right. <laughs> yes, and they sometimes spend time in Chrysanthemum, Florida. It's remarkable <laughs> that they have two. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes very they repeat. It's tricky though when you're trying to send the mail because you don't want to send it to the wrong region.
2: What What was Florida like for you when you when you grew up? Um, I mean, it was wonderful. Just so full of like progressive smart people who, you know, welcome a queer rollerblading uh Yu-Gi-Oh obsessed uh frail um absurd little faggot as they affectionately <laughs> called me. Yeah, they just joke <laughs> around like that cuz they're so liberal. It's almost surreal. It's intoxicating, really. It's <laughs> It's embarrassing, you know, how liberal and progressive we are down there. You know, we were the first state to legalize um prisoner voting. I did not know felonies. that. Felonies. Felonies
0: And and felonies. You legalize yeah. felonies. We
2: legalize felony. Yeah. Crime is legal in Florida. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's why there's so much fun news coming out of there all yeah. the time. Um uh, it was, you know, it back to the bone metaphor. It broke me and it made me stronger and I uh, channeled all that pain into my art and that's what drives me is like themes of Disney World, themes of fun, themes of the future through an 80s lens, you know. Florida is still kind of
0: through an 80s lens,
2: isn't it? That was when it sort of came out of the sand and the swamp and was colonized. So that's where it stayed, you know. (laughs)
0: well and all the glass bricks i mean i'm thinking about the 1980s so. yes yes, yes right. the
2: glass brick that was very popular in the architecture of the time mm-hmm. i, I the, that like kind of wobbly glass brick neon yeah. sign food court <laughs> <laughs> these uh these dots connecting any yeah, synapses sure. in the nostalgia part of your brain. <laughs> Chuck Norris films. You know. Chuck Norris was our mayor. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought he was the patron saint, so I'm glad that he actually had a yeah, well, elected he, position.
2: He held office for a few years. But, uh, yeah, I came from a place where, you know, West Palm Beach, where Trump was a local celebrity. You sure. Know? Yeah. He was just like kind of a weird fixture mm-hmm. and not quite a dangerous almost neo-nazi channeling threat to hierophant. the yeah, yeah yeah
0: and not as uh despised openly as he was in new york
2: he was just a funny guy that everyone
0: was like
3: oh he's like oh,
0: yeah. yeah he goes on shows and he says dumb stuff eh, no
3: well yeah he's yeah. just like he's like a rich guy <laughs> he's like a rich guy we could all aspire to be like him you know people
0: like, love a rich guy
3: A rich guy with fine taste and like (laughs) solid gold toilets. Look at this rich guy making it.
2: Yeah, we, uh, yeah, but then we realized recently like how dangerous a Floridian can be in (laughs) office. Now, where
0: did you first do
2: drag? I started doing drag in Asheville, North Carolina, um, which was kind of like a, like a teenage childhood home mm-hmm. um my parents moved us away from florida when i was 14 to of, to try and avoid me being influenced by the queer uh metropolitan and um in their perspective uh cuban influence mm-hmm. as as miami became more you know metropolized and sure. sort of the the mm, the population stopped being it was a white flight on their part they, t- they took the white flight sure. route yeah classic white flight they got on white flight airlines <laughs> and got right <laughs> the fuck out of there um, moved to the Carolinas yeah where they thought you know they thought no immigrants could ever move. They thought they were safe.
0: That seems like a really smart bet. Like, move somewhere in America, there won't be any immigrants. Yeah, uh, that doesn't seem to work out. They were they. wrong,
2: because I went to prom with um, all my Mexican friends, and it was quite a quite a photo where it was, you know, um, uh, all these uh, uh, Mexicanos... And then me at the end, just in a tuxedo, like everybody's in a tux or like a nice dress. And then there was just me with a weird haircut. (laughs) What Uh, kind of weird haircut? uh, You know, like like a lion's mane, but less kempt. Did you ever dye your
0: hair every color under the sun Mm -hmm. and all that? No,
2: No, I wasn't allowed to do that. Oh, okay. Um, I wasn't allowed to do a lot of things that I do now. Um, What were some of the things you weren't allowed to do? I couldn't wear black at all. Really? At all. Wow. And no jewelry. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely no makeup, obviously. Sure. Now, what
0: about books or music? Was there anything that was prevented from coming into the house?
2: Actually, no. They had kind of a loose grip on that. So I could have just been reading Karl Marx and, (laughs) and digesting Weird Al Yankovic or, you know... More right. spectacular <laughs> icons. Sure. The truly dangerous musician.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <that> the, uh, <laughs> people thought it was the Dead Kennedys. No, no, no. Weird Al no. Yankovic was getting
2: in he there got playing a around with for Weird yes, Al. Filling these kids with ideas. Mm-hmm.
0: And God forbid they should land on his propaganda film UHF, but that's for another time <laughs> to discuss.
2: Um. So, yeah, I just had to wait until my adult life to get into demonology. Um, and makeup, and makeup. Well, no, I didn't. None of none of that being forbade stopped me from putting on eyeliner in the morning and then wiping it off before I got home. It was a dangerous game I was playing, though, because if you use anything with red pigment, it would stain. Obviously, so that would always be a conversation of why are you Why are your eyes red? Or what? <laughs> uh, why are your lips red? And it's you know and if you know i wasn't good enough about getting it off it would be a fight and Mm -hmm. it would often result in my room being um kind of pilfered for um contraband
0: sure were you ever threatened with some kind of reform school or no no
2: um despite having a stepfather who was a who was a marine um it never came down to violence um I think the only time that there was violence in the home was when i was really disrespecting my mother so i think that's kind of acceptable it only it only really came to that when i you know had kind of a rebellious uh outburst and that was quickly quashed Mm. so my rebellion became more um internal where was the place that you first did drag and what age was it? Wow. <laughs> How did I get all the way around from that?
0: That's what happens when you come to the couch. It's just like, you're going right. to, that's why Amy doesn't want to open her mouth. Cause she knows what happens <laughs> when people come <laughs> like over. <a> therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> Let's scrap all of that and start over. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just going to redo I... the show and just be like, Ah, Abora's here. Amy's sitting on the couch. Thanks for listening. Harry's razors uh <laughs> marker
2: okay hey, ashville north carolina all right nice and clean uh i first did drag in Asheville, north carolina which happened to be my childhood home kind of well you really there. want to scrap that other piece? yeah i'll just quickly go into you sure i thought that was okay yeah that was all right. sacrosanct but you know sac what mm. is that a word well i thought sacrosanct
0: was like do you mean that like you were saying some stuff you shouldn't have said
2: I have to Google a lot of the words that I just use <laughs> offhand. Uh, this podcast is going to take forever. Yeah,
0: I know. That's fun. Uh, or I'll just leave all this in. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Listen,
2: we're maybe we're both rusty.
0: What, you know, sac- in person,
2: what are you going to do? Sacrosanct, uh, especially of a principal place or routine, regarded as too important or valuable to be interfered with. Guess that makes sense but what i meant was like succinct i think.
0: Well, you know, succinct and podcasts don't necessarily have to go hand in hand. True. So i think you you know you did sort of paint a picture of what the vibe was like there and i mean i was asking you a few more follow up questions to get a clearer picture of everything because with the impression that we have of your folks it's kind of interesting to think okay when you moved there then eventually you did drag there and what age you know what i mean especially with the um preferences of your parents being very counter yeah. to that yeah yeah
2: well when i started wearing makeup is totally different from when i started doing drag my gender expression has always been on the borderline of a feminine man mm-hmm. um, so i would wear makeup in school but you know it would be a dramatic color but nothing too ornate or attention drawing. Um so
0: you said eyeliner. Would it mainly be eyeliner? It would mainly
2: or? be eyeliner, maybe a lip, but it wasn't about drawing attention to myself. It was mostly about exploring what I needed to feel pretty and acceptable. Yeah. Um. So I didn't start doing drag, which I define as something that's like a gender show. Putting on a show of a gender expression where you're wearing big red lips and a big coconut bra and you're doing the hooky lao. Wow. That's really horrible. <laughs> 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 that's d- dreadful. Uh, take three. <laughs> so you were doing the Barry Manilow numbers. I would uh, well, I think what, I think what is the most interesting first drag expression i was 24 years old i had never done drag before i had never had any inclination to do drag i kind of was repulsed by it i felt like it just wasn't something that i would ever do and And where
0: had you been exposed to it
2: oh through drag race of course and you know it was just something that the fringe of the community did it was you know something that a few queer people did in bars as like a ritual of sorts of our of our community and it was they were our shamans of the community they they propagated our spiritual um acts of getting right. drunk and fucking each other <laughs> Uh, And, you know, I never thought that that would be my place. I never thought that I was holy enough to be that kind of figure. What kind of gay did you think you were? Just a regular one, an NPC, a non-playable character, just somebody in the background um, who just, you know, wanted to get laid, didn't really have a goal or direction, but I knew I knew that I had something to offer. I knew that there was something special to me. And I knew that that wasn't my place. I knew that I had to do something spectacular. So one night, I was 24 years old. My parents were out of town. I had a car. And I just wanted... To see some action. So I just started driving down the highway in North Carolina. Trying to go to somewhere. I was heading in the direction of Charlotte. But that was two hours away. Mm -hmm. So I'll just stop anywhere that I think that there's life. And I guess I might have Googled where this bar was. I don't know how I found it. But I found this small gay bar. Right outside of Greensboro. um, Either North Carolina or South Carolina. We're like right on that border. Uh, and I just decided to go in there and just experience whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'm in this bar. There's 12 people in there. It's, it looks like it used to be a gas station. And I go up to the bartender and I say, so what's going on tonight? What's going on? What's, what's happening? And they said, well, we're having an amateur drag show. So if anybody wants to sign up, you can just Put down your name and uh, we'll call you up. And I wasn't prepared for that, but I had makeup in my car and mm-hmm. um, some fancy clothes because I had just moved back to North Carolina with my parents. And, and um, where did you acquire this
0: makeup? What was that makeup intended for?
2: It so was just makeup that I had collected to sort of express myself um, like I did in high school, sure,
0: but like a little bit more extravagant than before.
2: No, I had never intended to use it for anything other than good. Um, I, I think what I mean is uh, a little bit more comprehensive <laughs> than uh, an eyeliner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I had I had a few pigments and powders and things, and you know, I had enough to work with, but not quite enough to do anything harmful. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So no uh Steve Strange looks no, possible, but no. you could uh, the the Maybellines, the Cover Girls, <laughs> sure. the Walgreens fair. Gotcha. Yeah. The la- not not anything too dangerous. So, I uh and I had a couple tracks of weave, just a few mm-hmm. little tufts of hair. And I picked all that up and I assembled it in their dressing room and I had a roll of duct tape. And I fashioned my first nose and I had the vision and I was just going to go out there and terrorize somebody. (laughs) Um, The MC of the night came up to me with a clipboard and said, okay, so what 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 do you do? What's your act? What are you going to do out there? And I told them, well... I'm a a comedian of sorts, so I'm just going to do five minutes of stand-up. And they asked, are you sure? This (laughs) kind of isn't the crowd for that. And um, you kind of hesitated there, so I'm inclined to not believe you. (laughs) So I said, all right, if things go south, I'll give you the signal, and you'll play Lady Gaga's teeth, and I'll figure something out with that. So... I'm wearing a black and white long-sleeved shirt with black sequin epaulets. Two tracks of black hair in the front of of my boy haircut. Big big cumbersome nose blocking <laughs> half my face. Yeah. Big swaths of black eyeliner and smattering of foundation just to set the scene just to set the scene and when they were taking down my talent they asked me what my name was and I wasn't so creative at the time so I said it's Ryan
3: (laughs) it's just Ryan Yeah, not quite drag
2: not quite comedian just ryan super Mm -hmm. simple so i'm standing in the wings waiting for my turn panic you know that panic sure just before you're about to do something that you're going to regret um and they call me out they say all right well welcome to the stage ryan And I walk out so confident. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Um, uh, so You're giving me wh- the impression of a fozzy bear act.
3: I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm like, you know, comedy. It's
2: not <laughs> so hard. Uh, I had one line prepared about working at Burger King, which I didn't even do because I didn't realize at that time, write what you know. Sure.
0: Yeah. So, and you wanted to get as glamorous as possible. So you thought... I work at Burger King. I, I turn it on its head.
2: Like, you didn't expect me to be <laughs> one of you lemmings. <laughs> one of you, just a worker, regular Joe, like you. But I didn't have a joke to go with it. So, you know, that like panic sure just, sure I which kinda, really helps
0: in a situation like that the flop right.
2: sweat all eyes on you mm. uh well, i'm a kind of cashier and people you know come up to my drive through and uh, well i say well, look i don't come to where you work and slap the dick out of your mouth
0: hit it (laughs) yeah i was gonna ask if teeth teeth came up very quickly after that yeah
2: yeah so i'd immediately go into like a stripping number and it's just this mess it's this mess i'm this skinny little white thing and i've got tape pasties on and i'm in my underwear and i'm dancing around to a bunch of people in disbelief (laughs) (laughs) and what
0: stage of the bill were you like how many performers were before you roughly
2: about three about three people i think there was like a gymnast act where they had like (laughs) a dog that like joined them and they like really blew everybody away did they do any burger king material because sometimes you can exhaust the crowd i wasn't as lucky to have a callback like that Uh, well to fall into no this was the worst case scenario this was anyway so the mu- the music ends. I'm out of breath. <sighs> Perfect time to leave the stage. And I I guess I crab walk out in <laughs> shame because I'm on the floor at this point. And that was Ryan.
0: I do love the MC in those moments. And that was Ryan. The
2: energy saved me. <laughs> so
0: yeah. But you did the important thing, of course, of like just getting up there and doing it. Yeah. It's always my advice to anyone who's looking into doing anything. Just do it. It might be shitty.
2: You might feel bad about it later. but It was the worst experience of my (laughs) life. So I knew that the next time it had to be better. The next time, it had to be perfect.
0: And when you said you crab walked out. Was that back to the dressing room back to collect to the, your things?
2: Back to the dressing room to, you know, collect my things, leave a few business cards. and network. Yeah. <laughs> In case somebody had like a birthday party they want, or a bar mitzvah. Yeah. Do you it. never know. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> so then you hustled on out of there. Well, you know, I hung around for a bit to congratulate the winner. Um, well, that's nice. That's yeah. good. Drag King. Drag King won that night. Very progressive for South Carolina. mm mm-hmm. Yeah so do you remember the
0: name of the place it's
2: like gas station 85 or something because it's like used to be a gas station it right? used to be a gas station it was on i-85 real creative place yeah i'm glad i wasn't the only one with serendipity and naming <laughs> that night <laughs> when did the name of Bora come to you well when i worked for a costume designer in miami um A fixture of that community was the drag queen, Adora, who was always like kind of a symbol of positivity and Mm -hmm. joy and um, kind of helped me dance my way through some of the darkest times working for that costume designer. We used to... um, I used to stilt walk uh, for a club called Mansion on Mm -hmm. South Beach and um, Adora would be there and she would see like the... fury like beneath my mask of just like still walking for these trust fund kids like yeah using me as like a backdrop for their instagram posts and things and she just saw the rage building and she would grab me by the hands and just say, keep dancing just keep dancing you know forget it forget it for now just dance still
0: walking when did you start doing that when did you have an interest in would you say circus performing
2: I never really had an interest in it. It was just something I was doing to survive, working for this costume designer. Um, One day he was just like, uh, put these on. I'm going to teach you how to walk in these so that you can go do my job for me. Ah, okay. yeah. And he would get the money and I would get a sliver of, of that money. And I see. I thought that the stilt walking was,
0: in addition to working for the costume designer, I didn't realize is,
2: that. It is. I, I was forced to wear many hats, so I would walk in stilts once a week for $75. I'd have to traverse three flights of stairs up and down four times a night. Oof. Um, is
0: it like murder on your
2: spine? Yes, Yes, because of ducking through hallways and things.
0: Yeah. And contorting yourself, putting balance, or rather, straining and putting uh, your, what is it, leaning on muscles that shouldn't be leaned on, yes. it, et cetera. Yeah.
2: Yes. And it just, it was, you know, a lot of torture for very little pay, but it made me so versatile that I can now use that skill in any space. Hmm. I have no doubt or fear that I'm able to do it in a venue I've never been before um to the shock and amazement of the bar owner and management <laughs> and those liable for my injury <laughs> i just can do it in any situation so it's it's become invaluable that that kind of you never really realize like in the time what is going to become your superpower
0: yeah or the things of that are intrinsic to a job that you hate that later really serve you well and doing the job you love. Yeah. Yeah. When you met up with the costume designer, what was your job history up until that point?
2: I had never worked a day in my life. Oh, okay. I I think the only job that I really had before was I was a go-go dancer in Fort Lauderdale and I wasn't really good at that
0: either. (laughs) But it seems like you didn't have the kind of inhibition that would prevent others from doing that even though you felt like you were not the main character as you said before you didn't uh, mind stripping off in front of strangers was that difficult at first
3: no
2: not necessarily because i i had completely desexualized myself at that point so you're thinking great perfect you're gonna be (laughs) a non-sexual go-go boy (laughs) <laughs> well, it makes sense. If,
0: if there's any kind of inhibition there, it could be removed by the fact that you're not thinking of yourself as a sexual being. So why would there be uh, judgment in that way coming right. at you?
2: Right. But that doesn't really lend to being like a sex god you know i can see that as well you kind of just (laughs) are a lamp or something
0: (laughs) (laughs) right i I see what you mean you're supposed to exude a certain amount of
2: right sexual fever yeah in that position if you're not feeling that then what are you doing other than being an 18 year old twink with a weird haircut
0: (laughs) so the non-sexual feelings were those present for a long time
2: Yeah, up until recently, actually. I never really thought of myself as like a sexual being for... I mean, I was having sex, um, but I never saw myself as something that could be interpreted as sexy or desirable. A career in sex work just seemed... Like a no-brainer, you know? like
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh Just do it. If it doesn't mean anything to you, go ahead and do it. Doesn't make you the best sex worker.
0: <laughs> but that's okay, though. I mean, generally people aren't chatting with each other about it, right? It's right. not a tremendously referral-based situation. Right. right.
2: Word of mouth doesn't get you very far. Yeah, I mean,
0: in some situations, I'm sure Maybe. it does. But it doesn't seem like that was the... Area that you were operating
2: in. Right. If you wanted to make a career out of it, do like birthday parties and get hired for private events, yeah, yeah of course, you'll probably carry a few business cards in your G-string <laughs> and you're like, you know, passing them out as you're getting yeah. lap dances to presumably rich looking folks.
0: So if you weren't feeling sexual as a being, were the first sexual encounters
2: a result of someone approaching you? No, they were... I mean, my sexual history has always been like a mutual desire of each other. Sure, uh, but, but I mean more mean,
0: making like the first move, making the sort of initiative to,
2: or the, the making the e- effort to uh,
0: <laughs> initiate is what I meant to say.
2: Yeah, it was a weird mixture of pressure from the club to make money to fulfill your house fee of the night okay sure so there was a quota to be made so there was an awkward injection of self onto well-meaning patrons who really don't want you driving away other hotter boys by (laughs) being a bird perched on their lap so
0: you're saying your tactic your technique was to irritate to get
2: Not intentionally, no. no. It's just a well-meaning twink.
0: Hey, you like that? No? Okay, give me money, I'll go away. I mean, (laughs) that's not a bad strategy. You know what I mean? You can knock off like five, ten
2: patrons. If I go back to it, that will be my (laughs) way.
0: (laughs) Ask them a bunch of questions about their taxes and stuff. Just go away, go away. Boner, killer. uh. (laughs) (laughs) What about outside of that in terms of sexual relations, like the first time?
2: of like my personal sex history. Yeah. Uh it was, you know, high school, you know, the only other gay kid that wasn't um not my type, you know, approached me and I kind of reciprocated and it was a mutual kind of romantic exploration. Yeah. Very sloppy though. Well, you know. first
0: times first, you know,
2: Just figuring out like who and what does what and where and how with no information to guide (laughs) us other than a well-meaning but very unprepared community of other teenagers telling you what is to be done or do. And usually mm, it's a lot of well-meaning straight girls trying to foist you onto their (laughs) weird puppetry of what their desires are and it it, you know it works itself out and I hope that in the future queer children are educated through better programs things you know like less of damage prevention HIV information and more of This is consent culture. This is how you establish a loving relationship between a same-sex partnership. And less like a, you know, footnote in like, oh, by the way, some people have anal sex. And
0: (laughs) And let's just use condoms because be
2: safe. And then that's it. I mean, That's, uh... that's very bare minimum damage control prevention, whatever. But good luck with all these fucking parents, just all these, you know, pro-life evangelical parents just putting their foot, like, on the train track of progress, you know. It's still pretty bad. Well, let's get back to you, though.
3: Yeah, let's, yeah. <laughs> Why are we drifting into bad times? This is the new Abora. <laughs> yeah. Everything happy. That's all- right. Time. Jolly,
0: jolly and stuff. That's right. Sad. <laughs> yes. Thank you for listening to Craig and his jolly friends.
3: It's me, Abora, the happiest drag queen in the world. Oh, my God.
0: Who's that over there in the corner, peeking up from behind the couch? Why, it's a Bora. It's
3: me everybody fun times are coming oh
0: and you can tell that they're so full of fun because they brought their fabulous friend amy shrinkle
3: amy <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: so
2: so what were we talking about oh uh, yeah um, what where my t- drag name comes yeah, from
0: drag name sex stuff
2: you know all <sighs> the good times yeah well uh, so adora fixture of miami ray of light mentor positive. Monolith of goodness. Yeah. I wanted to do that, but twist it in a way where you're getting the same medicine of joy yeah. and positivity, but you know, with a real or like punk edge. <laughs> yeah, none of that happy go lucky blue pill shit. We're gonna red pill you to happiness. This is before you got to the jolly
0: version of yourself that we're right. now representing. That's yes. Exactly. Piss
3: and vinegar <laughs> this It's is, just yeah. <laughs> candy and sugar the
0: Back then you were still working it out Yeah, back then you were still working it out And your first gig is Abora What was it?
2: Full force Abora um, Okay, so I mm, Had a clearer vision I had more time to work on it I ventilated a pink cotton candy wig Um I sewed together a potato sack-shaped sheer chiffon costume, and I got a skirt from Forever 21 to just put the punctuation on. This is drag, okay? (laughs) This is drag, okay? It's not just some weirdo with a nose anymore. This is... You're going to take this seriously. I painted my teeth into triangles, put the contacts in, and I headed out to the local gay drag mecca complex um Scandals. Mm-hmm.
0: How big would this
2: Scandals be? It was three floors of fun DJ's <laughs> dance floor. Wow,
0: that's a lot of fun. Three yeah. floors worth. Jeez. Three
2: floors worth. And, uh, well, a little thing about Scandals. When I was 18 and I went there... It was like my first gay experience. It was a line around the block. And then you like meet people. And you have like experiences with these strangers. And you're just like activating sexually. Mm -hmm. And you're dreaming. And you're interacting. And you're having these trysts. And then you're dancing with your shirt off at the end of the night while they're sweeping up everything and you're like gathering your effects and <laughs> stumbling home. Yeah. It's a different scene when Abora took it. There was no line. Grinder had decimated the cruising, flirting scene. Interesting. yeah. You're not going to meet anybody new. Yeah. You're not going to meet anybody interesting. And everyone's just going there. After work to decompress and numb themselves. <laughs> and
3: in comes Bopin, big screamy clown.
2: <laughs> oh,
3: how fun! This is what I wanted after a long
2: day of work.
3: Somebody to make me pay attention to them.
2: <laughs> and uh, it was not re- it was a lukewarm reception. It was sure. just a lot of a lot of tired people not wanting to deal with another narcissist with a bra on
0: (laughs) and what was your routine
2: at the time were you using music with Mm -hmm. the burger king jokes or no no just a lot of screaming a lot of incoherent music and just every angle of agitation and misery just bubbling back up my my goal every night was to ruin one person's night. <laughs> so basically the same activities or the same goals that you had when you were a go-go boy. Yeah. Well, maybe <laughs> this time it was more conscious. Yeah, well, more... exactly. You you recognized it, was there, honed it. <laughs> and was now employing it for my own amusement. Exactly. Or the amusement of the immediate people in my group. You know, there my, you go. My, my supportive friends who would join me and go out and yeah i felt like this had to be entertaining to somebody on some cosmic level maybe years from now i'd be t- discussing it on a podcast and we'd all <laughs> get out. a big laugh
0: about it. <laughs> sa-
2: share in that jolly way that the new abora the, tends to do the, the the new on the scene abora was coming up with irreverent shows about music that didn't have a rhythm and concepts that didn't quite make sense and passing out pamphlets that she would print out at her job at Staples earlier that day. And what would those pamphlets it, entail? They would just say, smile more. Everyone needs to smile. You're never <laughs> fully dressed without a smile. And I would do that song and I would come out of a box with like a, um. what did I use? Chainsaw? I used like a chainsaw to like break out of that box and <laughs> ride around in a tricycle see leotard, mm-hmm. uh, a leotard uh a, a la maddie ziegler sure and just you know d- try to pass out these pamphlets with this with the dental separator and just <laughs> you know just this maniacal smile and having them like run out of the room run not walk out of the room yeah uh I didn't care about being tipped. I didn't care about the money. I just wanted to, you know, feel something. I wanted everybody to feel something, you know. I had gone to too many drag shows where I felt obligated to sit through and to hand a dollar to a lot of a lot of gown and ballads and a lot of this is a this is a small world and we have small ideas and nobody should break away from the formula because it works and it's what people come here to and expect to get. And I, you know, just wanted to break that.
0: So outside of scandals, what was getting booked like? And how many times were you at scandals?
2: I... Was never allowed to perform at Scandal. <laughs> that was a kingdom that I did not have the keys to. I was barely welcomed as a guest. <laughs> um, on so all three floors too. That's a lot of place. All so, yeah. three levels mm. barred. Oof. not banned, but no, you just know, just uh, not welcome. Encouraged to not show not up be here. Yeah. yeah. Um, not like my sister Priscilla Chambers, who was banned. Really? Hardcore, full-on band? Band. Picture up on the wall. I was just about to ask, band. did they
0: did they do that? Because sometimes you hear people say, they're never going to get in that club again. It's like, you know, what, are they going to hire a, a different door guy and tell them that information? No, they put up a picture of Priscilla.
2: Okay. Yeah, well, you know, it's a small town. Fourteen well, queens. Sure. You're going to know which one's her. Well, she, she, fair she, there's enough. There's no changing that face. Eh, there you she go. tries sure. really hard. I'm thinking more about, I guess, patrons. <laughs> you
0: know, when they say, oh, they told him he's never allowed back in again chances are 3 weeks from now
2: unless the person stands out you know in any way they'll get back in right well she was banned so she made a career around that she made the kingdom around, like surrounding the castle yeah her sure. castle sure. that sure. she turned she flipped it yeah. Then she the, made, the, the moat became the chic place. The moat became the prison that kept scandals <laughs> incubated and isolated. Gotcha. Yeah. And she proceeded to make nights at dive bars, at places that had never even heard of drag. She had a dream and ambition. Still does. I'm not, she's not dead. <laughs> True. She's not dead. And she hasn't just given up and started no, doing something she's still else. Doing yeah. It. yeah. She's still doing it. Yeah. She's still running her kingdom. And it's just every, you know, and it's not to be spoken of in the scandals, <laughs> not to be acknowledged. It is to be ignored.
0: Death. Now, is scandals still an active, ongoing operation? I mean, at least as far as we know, we can't really judge with the last year and a half.
2: Yeah, no, I think um, unless they get slapped with a copyright infringement lawsuit from Sandals, of whom they stole the font hope i'm not getting them in trouble or anything Ooh,
0: ooh, i don't know well we'll find out soon <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh the sandals people love this show so Scand- sandals and harry's they're big fans
2: sandals is around i mean scandals yeah. um it's still around and um uh, uh 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 the bar that you know is the competing bar um oh henry's which you know how many floors
3: one
0: yeah. Okay.
2: One it's a ranch style. Sure.
0: Determined floor though. It's a determined one it's, floor it's operation. A
2: dedicated floor. It's very intimate. Select. And that's where Priscilla and I would work and um
0: Where did you meet Priscilla? Or when?
2: Um hard to say. Or when and where. You choose. Hard to say. I was drinking very heavily at that time. <laughs> but, you know, we had a mutual uh kind of an admiration for each other um i really liked her tenacity and her lovable bumpkin spirit mm-hmm. you know she, which she's kind of embraced and kind of stepped on the gas for now she kind of you know she knows how to toy with that mm-hmm. and um there was just like a mutual love of each other and um you know she helped reel me in when i would get too chaotic to be marketable and she would you know say but where's the (laughs) drink but
3: but what are you gonna do
0: now what would a chaotic performance of that nature look like for you
2: um are you familiar with like the tune yards they had a hit um uh what's the business yeah Oh, okay yeah and it's like this kind of cacophonous but very catchy Mm -hmm. um like kind of like a found object kind of music um i would use that kind of music and then distort it further <laughs> to be incomprehensible uh-huh and then just slow it to a point where it was like what is even happening the and the entire goal was to make somebody look up from their drink and think did i just Did somebody just dose me? Like, what is happening? I wanted to just, you know, kind of break the rhythm up a bit. It wouldn't get me money. It wouldn't ever get me booked again. Mm -hmm. But I just wanted to... Liven things up a little. Like, yeah, but just turn the knob all the way to the point where it wasn't even entertaining anymore. And then Priscilla would grab my hand and make me put the dial back to... Six to sure. six. It's still over the line, but it's not so far that people will foist you out by your arms and legs. And get booked again, hopefully. And maybe, yeah, maybe have a continuing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, what would that performance or that approach
2: at six on the dial look like? It would be probably my stilts act where I have, you know, something actually entertaining to do but the music would be very abrasive and but it would have a point there would be there would be a narrative and there would be a story being pushed and then there would be all these elements that sort of shake people but don't hurt them per se (laughs) which was you know Priscilla's suggestion you know i would, I would I not, not a bad suggestion i would have loved to hurt some people <laughs> but <laughs> how up close and personal did you get with people um more than i think people would be comfortable with now mm. after covid so it's going yeah. to be interesting to see how i navigate that space um i sort of you know push the boundaries now uh with that and sort of play around with people's comfort with personal space now I did a performance recently at executive suites in Long Beach mm-hmm. where we were advised to use a butterfly net to collect money which I forgot about <laughs> so I'm walking up to everybody and I do this act where I act intoxicated you did a lot of research in that field I at one have point, right? years of experience yeah. to draw upon <laughs> And I must have been giving it an award-winning performance because everyone looked very concerned (laughs) as I stumbled up to their table with my hand outstretched, receiving nothing, which I'm used to. And I, you know, I I proceed to go through the number. And I get to the end, not a single dollar in hand. Hmm. And I give a big bow. And then the announcer goes, all right, well, let's give her another round because she forgot the net. And then I grabbed the net and walked around and then the smiles and lights came on in the (laughs) eyes and it's like, Oh, okay. You guys were horrified by me spitting all over you as I slur (laughs) these lyrics. Yeah. And and thrust my hand towards you. Thrust my hand. But they saw that the movements were all the same, that the patterns in the song were points that you couldn't quite get if you were inebriated. Sure. Yeah. I think that like level of, Intrigue is where I want to explore where it's where it's where are we losing control, or is this out of control mm-hmm. where, where where is the line to that, and I want it to be at a point where people feel excited but not unsafe, I think, but it, right or right next to that yeah, I want to keep the needle right in the center um on six. On six, you know? Six feels like a safe number for It's me.
0: good. It's a little over five. Yeah. Yeah, it's not yeah. quite seven. It's, it's good. Yeah, people walk away <laughs> saying that was a six. That's what people always say about 6 They're like, it's cozy. It's, it's nice. That performance, that was a six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I like that because it wasn't too close to one side or the other. Yeah. Well, and also in this post-COVID time,
2: there's a lot of that to play with. Yeah, now money has become disgusting again because you know that like act of drag queens putting dollars in their mouths to yeah. shock the system. <laughs> now it's really we're really concerned for you because mm-hmm. it's very disgusting.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm glad people are thinking about that again though. I I always would just <laughs> recoil in
2: horror when I would see that. Yeah, the 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 good
3: old drag queen money in the
2: mouth. I'm gonna do an abortion number with a jug of milk. (laughs) Sure. All the classics. Standbys. You know, those things. uh, Just getting banned from clubs doing, like, the worst. Most unentertaining, even. (laughs) Like, like every... Sorry, America. Every antichrist, you know, drag queen. Or, like, an abortion. Or... And this and that anti blah and Hathaway. I'm sure I'm pissing off like half my fan <laughs> <page>. <laughs> I really
3: respected you more until you came for me and you did my work, my
2: my life's work that I created. the
0: dark side of the new jolly Abora. Yeah,
2: but you didn't know I had a dark side.
0: <laughs> it's a different one than before, but it's there. I may act like I'm the new Coolabore, but I'm still the same <laughs> shitty piece of fuck. Hiding in plain sight. I have you all fooled. See, <laughs> <laughs> so again, you're playing with the expectations, the fear, all of that. Yeah. 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 Keeping it at a solid six. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, So you started doing bills together with Priscilla, right? And did you have sort of a little network happening with you and Priscilla and some other folks?
2: Uh when I was still in Asheville, she wasn't quite as connected as she is now. So, when I left her to go to the big city of Atlanta, uh she uh only had the dream of becoming this anti-hero. So, it was it was really it was really cool to watch her Come up and out of that, and then eventually get with the boulets on the show that I I loved and I am passionate about, and mm. that I still defend to this day. As exhausting as it is, I <laughs> you're excited about the new season coming up. I, I am. Yeah. I am. I am. Same here. Yeah. yeah. I hope that they um, treat this batch as awfully as they treated me (laughs) um yeah i'm very excited to welcome a a fresh new crop of talent and faces and imaginers, imaginationers yeah
0: and things people have to eat what will they be this time
2: what will they be oh i had a joke that i told amy but now she's asleep but um, well we've
0: we've sufficiently bored amy to the point
2: where (laughs) we're gonna sleep yeah uh I had a joke when they did the um the food fight challenge where they're throwing like hot dogs and mm-hmm. lettuce at um Maxie and Madeline. I was like, "Oh, looks like they have a food budget this season." <laughs> <laughs> when you moved
0: to Atlanta, what was uh, the situation there?
2: Um I uh you know, I had only gone once before and then I decided, this is it. This is the metropolis. This is mm-hmm. where I'm going to, you know, really come into my own, narrow down what I'm doing and figure out who is a boy. What is she doing? What is her deal? <laughs> and what attracted you to Atlanta to begin with? I had went down with a friend from a friend that I had met, kind of like my mentor, um, graphic designer known as Christopher Knowles. um, who is still currently in Atlanta um, from there, moved to Asheville. Very, very creative, very spontaneous person. Um, And we all went to visit Atlanta for Atlanta pride, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We had all gone to Atlanta to visit for Atlanta pride. So it was a big celebration. Um, And it was more people than I had seen in a long time because I was in Asheville, which had 14 people in a, <laughs> and a cop. Yeah. Uh, Asheville Pride is not quite as legendary as no, uh, certain cities. Yeah, you don't hear about it. Yeah. Um, so we went and we visited and we went to a nightclub, which was fun and exciting and something that I thought only happened in New York. <laughs> Ooh, a nightclub. And this
0: is after living the big city dream of the three... Level the mega complex exactly scandals scandals (laughs) appearing tonight and every night at Scandals Margarita
3: Mondays (laughs) followed by karaoke (laughs) Taboo
0: Tuesdays at Scandals Tacos are half off
3: (laughs) hot new ticket item tacos make
0: sure you say hi to Murray on the third floor. Uh, it was just
2: his wife's birthday. Uh, yeah,
0: let's hear it for Murray. Marie. Marie. Yeah. Line dancing on Thursdays. Line dancing.
3: <laughs> Third floor roped off for line dancing.
0: Best couple gets free hats. Hats. That's scandals. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> hats. Uh, I love a good hat uh, so yeah uh, I was just immediately enchanted and I was enticed by the affordability of living there you know I'm paying the same price to live in Asheville apparently like this like destination place I think that might wrap yeah, up yeah I'm kind of like fucking up the audio fidgeting with that that's
0: okay a little sound effect a little coloration for the a little thing. Bit of Again, this. keeping it at a six it's like not completely clean audio just but it's not completely distorted room. The whole, there's just some velcro noise just amducius
2: <laughs> crafting a yeah a sonic thing. landscape a picture portrait and we are on the second level of hell descending <laughs> into madness um so yeah Atlanta was a happening spot and I loved it and um there was actually a variety of drag mm. you could see the pageant mm-hmm. showgirl but heightened. Like, not yeah. the same tired showgirl. You saw electrifying excitement in their eyes, and then you had the art drag. You had the weird drag. You had the comic book drag. Yeah. You had everything. You had pretty drag, but it was, like, elevated. It was, like, more fashionable. It wasn't just rhinestones and fringe. It was, like, creative and it was fun um i'm thinking of crying callie modest vulgar brigitte bidet just people with personality and attitude and points of view that were exciting and it felt young felt vibrant Mm -hmm. it felt more alive than the four old queens getting back from
3: tennessee where they did their step down from miss glitter ball 2014
0: yeah so there wasn't the rigidity and was, formalism that seemed yes. to be just part of the tradition yeah
2: it it felt vibrant and alive and uh, and accessible. It felt like it wouldn't take long for people to start saying, "Okay, who are you? what are you about what mm-hmm. what What pigment are you adding to the tapestry of our community and it didn't take long. I immediately started you know getting noticed and Not in a completely bad way. Sure, there was skepticism. It was like, is this just some nine to fiver trying out a hobby of like, you know, getting out their alcoholism through (laughs) some sort of weird fictional character or is this going to stick? And like, how much of your shtick is like real? Are you really a psychotic murderer? Or are you just like putting on a character? Like it, it was a long process of figuring out, okay, all of that. And then how are you making this entertaining? Like we get that you want to do something different, but what are you doing to entertain us? And sure. then, and then you start to figure that out. You start to hone your craft. And it was a really good city to do that. Because uh, I imagine you had the benefit of seeing
0: other people doing arty stuff or outside stuff. So it wasn't just you're the oddball or one yeah. of two
2: oddballs. You don't ruin every Christmas card picture because you're <laughs> the one that just has to look like a bad drawing on the <laughs> on the end, you know, of like pretty lady, pretty lady, pretty lady, pretty lady pretty lady, pretty lady, pretty lady. And, and um Yeah, it felt nice to be kind of respected for once. I felt more respected in Atlanta than I ever did in Asheville.
0: And when you first got to Atlanta, how did you support yourself while you were negotiating the new scene that you were investigating?
2: Well, I was working at H&M, you know, so my drag was being fueled by older women wear that i thought was smart and tasteful <laughs> and i would you know paint a goblin face on top of that and just you know go be demure in public i mm-hmm. trying to <laughs> ruffle any feathers <laughs> yeah, put on my best face
0: sewing and everything was that something that you learned a lot about working for the costume designer or was that even something that you did for the costume
2: designer it was something that i was encouraged to learn to do a little bit but he never had time or patience to allow me to learn or explore that so um it was something that i kind of had to take on on my own because the kind of clothes that i wanted were just a little bit out of my budget and a little bit out of my reach because i wanted things that i was seeing on instagram these like giant pieces of artwork yeah and you could just never really get that at h&m you could get some interesting stuff but nothing like i wanted so i really just started shoving fabric into a sewing machine breaking a couple needles Getting a new box of needles, breaking those, yeah. and then just ending up with a big pile of something. And you know, I I got a lot of enjoy, uh, I got a lot of joy out of, um, frustrating myself from that. You know, it's like that. Um, I I think back to that episode of The Simpsons where Homer was um, trying to make a grill. And then that art critic sees <laughs> the pile and then says, like, wow, this is a really smart exploration of the frustration of the common man. And I just kind of, you know, use that as the model of, like, fulfilling my my art is just, like, the more I suffered, it would be plugged into an easy equation. Like, suffering times, fabric, yard. <laughs> equals divided by time and broken needles broken multiplied by to the power of broken needles yeah. uh, divided by the time before the show um <laughs> <so>. <laughs> how close would you cut it um a- like up to the minute i'd be you know stitching in the in the in the dressing room like stitching myself into the costume <laughs> <laughs> that i would have to tear off later and it would just be garbage bags and pages of time magazine and it would be one night for like a week of work and it was just never recorded or <laughs> documented <laughs> properly um because i hate taking pictures of myself it's it's really it's like the last thing i want to do mm-hmm. and it's like the most important part of our job is to document <laughs> our work and i'd make such temporary things that just burn off of me and just the <laughs> in the in the stratosphere of my orbit um before crashing into the earth uh so yeah it, it it was it was hard to get going because I wasn't really being smart about making rewearable stuff or stuff that I could get into easily or out of easily but recently i picked up a book on pattern making so be on the lookout for stuff i
3: can wear again
0: <laughs> that's good repeatable outfits it's, it's gonna, a new day it's gonna be
2: a lot of outfit repeating this is nice this is good and more chances to take photos yeah i gotta get better about that it's not something that i think about consciously it's not something i enjoy doing either. I'm going to do better. I'm yeah. going to do better for everybody. because <laughs> Well, because, people want to see it as you know, well. So there's that, you know. You know. <laughs> yeah, you guys deserve to see something. I think I pinched that one off pretty well
0: yeah no you did i was actually rolling your level up a little higher yeah. so you know now i'm gonna just whisper the rest of the
2: perfect. Area, huh? perfect i think
0: i will as well uh, i'm gonna, I'm gonna very comforting for amy who could put on headphones and would we'll have an even more
2: relaxed sleep <laughs> but uh <laughs> i'm gonna try a little bit of asmr as i rub my scruff on there you go picture it picture it oh yeah
0: yeah, we're tapping the outside of your skull
2: Just picture, That's all. That's just picture all. big hollow skull that you have We're just tapping on the outside of it Just picture Matthew McConaughey Doing a little bit of this on your left temple
1: We're
0: tapping your big hollow empty skull And scraping our scruff
3: you
2: like across that. your forehead
0: mm-hmm. As we hear the ricochet, the echo inside Of the big empty skull How
2: does anybody like this? i don't get it i don't get asmr at all like is that actually enjoyable do you put that on to go to sleep or some people
0: do i've tried it a couple times just to hear and i cannot hear feel what it feels like and it's interesting because you can actually you know you get sort of like a sensation from it but i don't know if i enjoyed it i was like oh okay i see and then I took the headphones off, you know. It's also funny, ASMR, if you happen to put on a video on YouTube, you're like, oh, what's this about? And it's ASMR through the laptop because it's not really achieving the effect that you want. Although the mics that they use that are designed for it are pretty impressive.
2: Aren't they shaved like a head? Yeah, like there's two like different water kinds. water filled in it, like, a, like, like they just made a watermelon with like your brain goo is supposed to be the conductor
0: i think so there's that and there's one that is based on this technology that came out in the 70s called binaural um something or other uh there was like a thing you'd see these little mannequin heads in a studio and there would be microphones placed in the place of your ears and that's supposed to replicate the sound of you hearing something in person
2: that does give me an idea if I were to do drag music. I would definitely get one of those so I could just hit it with different things. Like one song could be me hitting it with a hammer or like yeah. or like a bat or with like a nail in it and like <laughs> and you could put like a shell around it and do all kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could, I could um dress it up as my stepfather and take a big shit on it and
0: <laughs> <laughs> That'd be an interesting sound, a very specific that's like a Mike Patton record, you know. <laughs> like that's the t- that's the track. Stepfather, we're taking. What would you call it? What would you call? It? I don't want to name your piece. I'd
2: call it "Walking Through a Garden on a Spring Day."
0: Would there be a parentheses with sort of a subtitle? No. Okay. Listen, it's your piece. I'm not going to argue with you on that. In Atlanta, what was your circuit like after you got into
2: the mix? Um. I had a few friends that I met through the bar and, you know, bar friends, uh, you know, you only see them when you go out to drink and you don't really talk to them outside of that. You know, certain
0: specific things about their lives, but huge swaths are completely mysterious and never broached for usually a good reason. And you kind of know not to ask.
2: usually for a buffer for your own protection.
0: But it is interesting the things that you end up really knowing a lot about. You know, there's always, like, one or two things with them that are, like, either presenting strongly or they talk about a lot.
2: Yeah, well, that's their front of shop, and that's what they're coming to you with. That's what I mean, what they pick for the front of shop. Yeah. Sometimes it could be kind of curious. Could be. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, all of us have a weird front of shop, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure I look very interesting to somebody uh, who doesn't know me. And and also what we sort of talk about in those right oh my god situations sure. i think that can also be kind of misleading i think if somebody was talking to me uh at a club they would think that my life is just this horrible swirl of in uh, not uh, of unconscious blunders <laughs> that i'm recovering from <laughs> that's your go-to first <laughs> chat kind of uh I just like people Welcome to know to my world kind off of the bat that I'm a very frustrated and very sorry person. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. That separates
0: the wheat from the chaff. Those with a weaker constitution will move right along.
2: If they don't think that's affable, then they're really not the type of people <laughs> for me. <laughs> then
0: they just don't know the meaning of the word. The circuit that you were in. Right, where, right, right, right. Um, I so you had the bar friend.
2: Sorry, I'm just, I I, I, I the,
0: distracted you so I wanted to. I had the bar back.
2: friends. But the few that I had the very great pleasure of actually incorporating into my life were um, a drag thing named Mystery Meat, who's a very fantastic illustrator and artist mm-hmm. still living there today. Um, everyone should check them out. Uh, I'm sure I have given them plenty of time to ride my coattails into stardom but whatever they want to do i support them i love them so dearly uh and then there was Carla Karma who is their 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 drag goal is to when you're looking at like a character creation she when you're doing like a role playing game um you have the sliders where you can adjust their breast size and their butt size. Yeah, they, they prefer to keep the sliders all the way at ten. For oh each. sure. Yeah. And uh, waist Noah size. No six is here. Waist size down to negative four. You know, and it's just um, always blonde straight hair, and she's a lot of fun because she embraces the basicness of her life. Both in drag and out. Uh, by day, she's uh, an accountant, and by night she is this barbie doll that's everyone's yeah. best friend and a fun time and uh it's really interesting to see um an ex like a CFO in the cockpit of this like barbazon uh na- awkwardly navigating through life just you know (laughs) just this guy uh uh underneath "Ah, i'm a barbie look at me (laughs) and don't you want to have fun with me it's just fun they're a fun person they're you know they moved here from atlanta with me they Hmm. um live in west hollywood and celebrate that part of themselves unabashedly and i celebrate them for that that they're a self-aware bimbo, sure, yeah. I, I do believe that bimboism is the next step in nihilism. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen that meme circulate a little bit. Is um the next step to self-awareness is embracing the the spray-on tan and the breast implants, and sure, augmentation and the lip injections and just embracing uh, escapism as a means of actualization
0: mm-hmm. and elevation
2: and elevation right um and in the conquest of feminine power really of just you know just enslaving the male race with like a amazonian grip uh, but a funny, funny story about uh, Carla Karma is though she has a uh, disposable income, her wardrobe is very limited to a few leotards in every color. And um, she joined me on two different boule parties. And since it's boule, she has to wear the black leotard for both um, yeah. and uh, Dali bless her memory uh walks up to her at the second party and goes you wore that last year (laughs) (laughs) and uh carla uh confides into me every time dolly comes up that she did that to her and um has been looking into purchasing maybe a second black leotard
0: it's not a bad idea sure especially now with uh things opening up again it's time for that next step
2: yeah in a next evolution in her drag, yeah, no sleeves.
0: So, whoa, whoa, these are, big, these are big concepts, these are big changes, you know. Just because you're jumping into this whole new happy go lucky abora, not everyone's ready for such. Big
2: I'm steps. pulling everyone with me, I'm just like a rocket of positivity, and everyone's along <laughs> for the ride. Just everybody, we're all going straight up to the top. That's right, whether we like it or not, we're all just in in this for a good time.
0: And it sounds like you had a really good group of compatriots in atlanta
2: yeah uh brigitte bidet was probably the best at fostering my talent um she was never shy to put me in a show um and uh, uh, uh the most fun i've ever had was working for her at her weekly show at burkhart's which was called toss salad Fun play on sexual words and like you know it's a variety show. You get to see the local talent as it burgeons and begins and yeah, a nice buffet. And- yeah, you get to, you get your nice spring mix of you know chrysa- uh, chrysanthemum uh, bulbs, peppers, coriander. And yeah, sure. Uh, romaine lettuce arug- and iceberg. Uh, I and would be the arugula. You know, oh a sure, it's spicy yeah. but
3: still <laughs> delightful. <laughs> I always
2: love to come across it. Rich in nutrients? <laughs> yeah, very high in iron. <laughs> so um, so you
0: were doing Toss Salad, and what were some of the other nights that you were regular at? Well,
2: you know, um, you, you get to the pinnacle of success that I achieved there by doing um, local competitions and, you know, getting out there so i was competing in the local bar miss glitz uh pageant at mary's and i was scouted um by Edie cheeseburger to be a part of her show the other show which was to be the cabaret style alternative show of drag excellence and it was it was the show that eva destruction and i worked on together Hmm. it was the show that bitch puddin and i were on cast together and it was the show that um churned out violet tchotchke it was the show that was uncomparable to any other show it was smart it was funny it was afraid to self-reference afraid to not self-reference afraid to eat it shit it out throw it up another bus another bus <laughs> they weren't afraid to mix quotes they you know there could be a hundred people not in the room but all you need is one person clapping
0: yeah all the other 99
1: Fuck them. Maria.
2: <laughs> they could be waiting outside trying to get in yeah they're not allowed no because the one clapping the one that's all we need the one-armed man clapping <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: and if that
0: man fell down in the forest well um <laughs> did uh <laughs> it sounds like the night had a really wide range of styles because you mentioned a few performers that seemed to be rather
2: disparate from each other yeah very very wide range of uh talent that just was starbound starbound talent and it would behoove those in the scene to really watch out for who's on cast now because they could be the next big thing sure and they could be that one person clapping you could you could be that one person clapping
0: at first you want to try it out get your feet wet stand outside for a while yeah
2: wait wait maybe next time go in
0: yeah you know, don't be a first time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. just get a feel for the door.
0: Yeah, exactly. In the parking <laughs> lot, you know, see which uh, you like better: to the side of the building or right in front. Ease
2: yourself into it. Exactly. Don't just go to the show. You gotta really wait for the right time. Exactly. Yeah. just Don't the water might not be fine.
0: It's a very carefully curated show. Look before you leap. That's right. And you want to be carefully curated yourself.
2: <laughs> what was the uh,
0: trajectory then from? Doing that to when you were cast on the Boulet Brothers' uh, Dragula series, <laughs> uh-huh. as we sometimes
2: call it. The Boulet Brothers series. Uh, I'm let me not, let me restart that. Because. I'm not familiar with uh, <laughs> that. Is okay. There... Well, no, so it's a show. Should I be on the lookout for? Well, see, well, there's like two kinds Who of are like. These there's Boulay like Boulay they're
0: like con, they're like game shows. Okay. So there's these two game shows, but a lot of people in drag happen to be on them. Okay. And we're not sure still if that's by design or if it's just sort of um, luck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe the casting person has a certain penchant for that sort of thing. Uh, we're not sure. And then one of them is uh, run by these folks called the Boulet brothers.
1: Hmm.
0: Well. Is anything stirring your memory at
2: all? I look forward to meeting these individuals. Uh, you might get along well with them. You might get along well with them. Uh, well. Do you like horror movies? No, actually. Well, uh, well some. A sticking point. Okay. Some. Some. Yeah. Uh, before. Like I- Titanic, what? please that is a horror movie <laughs> uh, two and a half hours really yeah that and two discs no.
0: <laughs> Oof, two vhs
2: i gotta uh, rewind twice <laughs> uh the uh the Boole brothers okay you're jogging my memory i yeah recall. are you sure look we
0: can get some photos up i mean we do have computers <laughs> and things
2: i uh the time is this an appropriate distance for me to be on the mic? I think uh, about the, uh, here is the sweet spot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th- leading up to being on Dragula, I was on cast for the other show. I was alternating a weeks between Bitch Puddin and I. I would do one week, she would do the other. And so um, you would
0: say that you each filled the same kind of slot
2: for the show? Right. We both were kind of the more experimental. Of the experimental show, sure. So, I was I was on the other show. And I really didn't have a direction. I was kind of falling out of love with drag. I didn't want to start conforming and starting to you know fit in to just be paid an adequate amount. To be fair, to say that you felt like you had sort of plateaued, I had sort of plateaued, and I was trying to find my voice again. Um, and then Dragula came out and I saw this, this, this flash of red light across my screen and these shapes and figures that, you know, it was Vander pulling off her scalp. It was Ursula Major whipping her hair around. It was Zochi's teeth. It was, uh, Melissa B. Fierce. Uh, Shadow, it was Meatball jumping into screen, it was all these people, Pinche and Loris, and um, I was so astounded that I had no idea who these people were, that this genre existed, that I was actually part of a genre. I thought what I was doing was crazy, and now I realized that I was vilified I had a direction to go in and that just put me on track to simplify and crystallize everything that I was doing so for the next year I made it my mission to be a part of that group to be a part of that project to sharpen my claws and dig into the fleshy back of that titan and claw my way to the head and steer it and become the main character of my own story. I had finally figured out what my hero's journey was going to be. So, DragCon 2016 was coming around. Mm -hmm. The Boulay brothers announced that they were going to be doing their live action Dragula pageant, uh, one time only bringing it back into circulation, winner gets a guaranteed spot on their show or special consideration. Mm -hmm. So I took my last $100 and I bought a plane ticket and I borrowed the rest of the money from Carla Karma and we both. So I was going to ask was it Spirit Airlines? Because $100. So. It was nearly Spirit Airlines. I had <laughs> nearly got hit with that bullet. I was not familiar with how shitty that airline was yet, but my friend Carla gently removed my hand from the mouse. <laughs> That's a good friend. When That's I a good friend. G- nearly clicked the, no, I don't need bags, I'll just have a backpack.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that can-do spirit can get you in trouble sometimes. Yeah, yeah.
2: well, fuck. Uh, so, I prepared and I packed and I put all my best gags into a suitcase. And I headed to Los Angeles for the first time ever. And... And I just hit the ground running. Every day of the convention, I made sure to wear something astounding and eye catching. Uh, walking around the convention floor on stilts, I had a constant cloud of people around me wanting pictures and to know who I am and what I was about. Yeah. And um, I made an absolute point to get the boule's attention um, because I knew that that night was their pageant and I knew bitch Puddin was in town for the same thing. I had caught wind that she might be interested in doing something. So you'd caught wind. So it wasn't had, explicitly
0: had,
2: expressed had, to you or it was not. I was not approached by her. I was not told of her plans I don't even think she had plans. I think that she had heard of the night, the day of, and thought,
3: oh, this will be something fun that I can go do.
0: <laughs> it's uncanny. It's like Bitch Puddin is here in the room.
3: Hey, guys, I thought I'd just show up and talk for a minute. I like my sister, I'm, yeah.
0: See, there's all kinds of special guests on this episode to celebrate the return of in person taping. We have Amy Dean and uh, <laughs> Bitch Puddin' too.
1: I uh,
3: got <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, I'm not take up too much space, hey, daddy. You know how I like to just keep to myself. Oh. Oh,
2: no, she's great. She's so lovely. Such of course.
0: A, um, but, so you know, generous. if there's an opportunity to make fun of someone who's not in the room, yeah. we take it. Now, she uh, knows I do that. Uh, of course. Of course. I didn't think that Bitch Putin would hear that and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe this betrayal.
2: Oh, my dear what? friend. It's, it's, this is unbelievable. I am writing to you to let you know that our friendship contract <laughs> is null and void sincerely and you you sat there and let it happen yeah and i
3: dare did
2: no i will never stick my neck out for you again sincerely (laughs) bitch Puddin. show up to this night that was supposed to be my crowning night i ran into her didn't think anything of it she said, oh, how great it is to run into you here. And I
1: said, yes,
2: and you. Excuse me, I have to go sign up for this competition now. Yeah. I will talk to you again afterwards. <laughs> Bitch. Puddin'. And, um, you know, I uh, the person taking the names down for that night was Pinche. Pinche Queen. She was kind of wrangling everybody. Um, they were taking down the names of the list. They were only going to take down 10 people. Uh, they already had 10 people. Mm. And I walked up to Pinche, and I said, this so nice to
3: on the pretty cool competition time, pussy.
2: And she goes, you know what? It is. And I have to scribble this name out because you're on. Wow. Yeah, I took somebody's spot. Could you imagine? Whoever's out there listening right now, thanks. Thanks yeah. for... Letting me step over you with my horrible depiction of a mental patient. Uh, well, you know, this is the person that you should actually have the beef with. Yeah, well, no, they should have a beef with me because well, I just bitch put them. See,
0: there, well, I'm trying to reverse it
2: again. I'm the bad guy. Well, there, it, 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 but it's but I'm also the hero. More fun that way. Yeah, I'm yeah. also the hero. There you go. That in, duality in my yeah own that we all story. have to face. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd love if the next season had somebody who was trying to get on at that night, but was told, sorry, (laughs) we're full. (laughs) And they have to like go home with their like wilting flower thing that they had worked all night up until hot gluing. And (laughs) and they just swore to take revenge on this nose guy who just showed up in a pile (laughs) of trash. (laughs) Uh, So we're all backstage. And guess who is the number one person?
3: It's my girlfriend from Atlanta. look at this. We came a thousand miles to compete on the same thing. It would be crazy if we, like, you know, lost to somebody from our own backyard.
2: So, uh, we're all just standing there awkwardly silent because it's a competition and nobody wants to get to know their competitors because why would you want to know the person that you're taking the blood out of and stepping on to get over? Yeah. You want to think of them as terrible people. Right. Villains. Yeah. They have to be vanquished. In my, in my,
3: in my perfect hero's journey, uh... (laughs) So Bitch Puddin breaks the ice and says, let's go around the circle and ask something about each other. Let's, you know, I'm Bitch
2: Puddin. I'm from Atlanta. I love canoeing. You say something. (laughs) And they go around the circle. I like Pictionary. Oh,
3: my favorite color is
2: blue. And then they circle around to me and I go, pass. Uh, Nice little mood setter. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, oh, we were having fun until you... Anyway, then came the time for the competition. So they circle us around, they go through all ten people. They're like, everybody clap for Boobly uh, Okay, alright, that's enough for Boobly Gop. And uh now it's time for Driddly D. Driddly D. <laughs> nice, nice form. Alright,
3: a little lukewarm.
2: Sure. And uh oh That was Driddly D. Driddly yeah. uh, Y'all seem to like driddly D. Um okay now a and then you know Rain of applause. Just a constant stream of approval. Right, I've heard, yeah. And then I fake fell uh, on the way out to make me seem endearing and down (laughs) to earth. Uh, But I'm such a good performer. that You did that
0: when you came in the apartment today, too. Yes,
2: and that's my opener, is I just fall so that everyone knows I'm human. I'm I'm susceptible to gravity. Yeah,
0: and it shows uh, an evolution of the artist because you've taken the closing and you show how confident you are by making it
2: the opening. Right. So I showed my ass on stage and made it to the next round. I made it to the next round. They narrowed it down to four people from 10. And the next round was a beer chugging contest. So we're frat boying it up. uh I managed to get it down first. So, how much beer? It was a full pitcher. Oh, full pitcher. Yeah, full That's pitcher. Good. Yeah. So, finally, alcoholism is serving me. (laughs) Ah. Yeah. People think
0: it won't work out for you. It just might in the right situation.
2: they told you in high school that you got to quit boozing or you're losing. You can do both (laughs) (laughs) or something. I don't know. Uh, So, I I got the distinct honor of eliminating somebody of my choice Ah. from the lineup. I looked over at Bitch Puddin' and I thought, what kind of competition would it be if I eliminated my sister, my dear sister, right off the bat? That couldn't possibly be what I do, could it? And as I raise my finger to point to her, the person on my left spews beer onto Swanthula's sleeve. (laughs) Oh, that's a move. And they are immediately ejected and my power of elimination is removed immediately. So it comes down to myself, bitch puddin and peroxide. So we're three very talented, very unique people and we all have to do these different humiliating, um, tasks, um, I think peroxide had to give like a hand job to a whipped cream canister or something. Didn't you have uh, to get
0: someone to sign up to the email mailing list or something
2: like that? Right. I had to do the most embarrassing yeah, thing, that... which was go around everyone and ask for their email. <laughs> and I'm like, this one looks
3: kind of fake. I don't think you really have a Hotmail
2: account, but okay. Oh, dot .gov. Dot .gov. Oh, we have a senator in the audience. <laughs> give it up for Chuck Schumacher. Yeah. <laughs> And
0: that was Chuck Schumacher. Chuck Schumacher of Nebraska. So so, it gets down to the uh, nitty gritty of the uh, embarrassments.
2: I was was tasked with being sexual with a crucifix. And of course, I was wearing 10 pairs of tights, so I couldn't quite do anything with it. And you know, I'm completely about sexuality. I'm former (laughs) go-go boy turned postman. I... (laughs) Went to to town on that thing and just shoved it down my throat a bunch of times. I was like, "Is this hot? Is this hot for for you?"
0: The spirit of competition transmuted itself into
2: hot sexual fever. Yeah. Well, they said thank you and then sanitized the crucifix immediately after. Uh, and then Bitch Puddin's challenge was probably the easiest of them all. (laughs) She had to read off of a cue card of like despicable things that would make her an enemy of the gay community like she ran over Lady Gaga with a bus that she voted for like anti-abortion legislation and she's the reason why uh, Mondays happen and it's like really easy endearing things that if anybody said in any kind of tone clearly like can read a cue card you would immediately get passed on like but she has a very winnable personality and it's very charming so it it was a very perfect fit for her skill set so yeah not bitter about it at all no no
0: definitely um, not doesn't seem that way at all no yeah. no i'm
3: completely past it
2: yeah that's um, a good thing it's nice to see yeah so it came down too close to call too close to call between three people uh we're gonna need to see a lip sync performance on a four by four platform all three of you go perfect so i had this giant web dress under my garment, Mm -hmm. ready to go, ready to go. I would pass it out to the audience and I had friends in the audience planted, ready to take the four corners of it and stretch it over the audience it's a big gag and it's always really fun because everyone has something to interact with it's something that i picked up from my costume designer background it was my perfect victory that i was storing up and as i'm trying to finesse and untie it and get it ready they cut the music and say that's enough we've seen enough <laughs> <laughs> but but i was but i but i i had a thing Excuse. And they went around past judgment the judges casted their votes and it would come down to audience applause and the applause were just a little bit stronger for Bitch Puddin'. So she won the $300 prize, which was supposed to be my rent.
0: Ah, yes. And they didn't know that. They didn't get the memo. That's a shame. They didn't
2: know that that was supposed to be for me. Uh, <laughs> my boy brother. So I went home, sulking, very disappointed in myself, um, but made a lot of excellent contacts, made friends for life with a room full of people that I can't even remember. That's how close they are, dude. You don't need their names. I don't need their names. It's a beautiful thing. I'll know them by face. And aroma. And, well, my sense of smell is gone.
0: Well, that's true. So, <laughs>
2: mm, sadly. Uh, but sadly, it's more beneficial. Oh, you know what? You're right. Yeah. You're right. Dog, Fair point. Dog piss smell doesn't affect me anymore. I can... Right, when you
0: two were at the wrong location earlier, <laughs> yeah, you reported it smelled of uh, cat piss or just piss. I can't just... remember.
1: Cat, what? dog, and human pee. Oh wow! <laughs> That's what fent- a
0: bouquet! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sadly, not my address. So you know, but it's right down the street, so it's good to know where to get it. That was a,
2: that was a selling point. That was. I know. I'm I look know. at a couple more places, but I think I'm pretty sold on that place. Like, I
0: know you were a little disappointed when I said nope. Few doors down.
2: I'm looking to move out, so I'm thinking of that place. Are you looking to move out? Yeah, um, I'm thinking that I need a space of my own what is
0: their space now currently sharing it with how many people
2: six other people just too many too many people and uh i'm sad that they're probably gonna find out about this from the podcast but that you're living there that i'm I'm (laughs) yeah yeah the exterminator is probably gonna get called in oh well let me know i'll give you a little lead time i'll let you know when it's about to post shit yeah uh, so yeah, I'm looking to move. Uh, but back to the pageant. Yeah. The next day, I went to the last day of dragon and I thanked the boules profusely for having me, and I handed them each my business card as I shuffled away into the darkness. And, um, you know, a month later, I put my audition tape together. Um, I worked really hard on it because I was feeling my shit. I did a, um... I did a found footage style a la Blair Witch Project in the woods where, you know, I beat up a hitch, a a, a, a hiker and took their camera and (laughs) and submitted my audition tape on their, (laughs) on their corpse, (laughs) like, like the coroner found like the tape and like sent it to the address that it was sent to I was like well yeah you know, it's a cold case so we got to release the found footage to uh, right. the, the news seas, outlets and you know yeah. yeah so um yeah i had a lot of fun putting that together and uh the great thing about atlanta is there's all these great places to film i originally filmed my um interview questions at the oakland cemetery which is gorgeous it's um this little strip of land that's um uh kind of in the heart of east atlanta and it's this great um little park with these gorgeous mausoleums it was it was nice and beautiful to film at. I couldn't really get vocal or like show the range of my personality because it's out of respect for other people that might be <laughs> visiting visiting uh, dead relatives, ones, yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to be like,
3: "Well, honey, you know, I just love to serve servant at the club. I'm the one that does the kick flips and does the <laughs> yeah. work, honey." And I'm like, "Girl, are you serving more vocal?" appropriation of a culture that you don't belong to? And I'm like, yes, honey, I am, girl. Word. Whereas
0: now post-Dragula, you could do that at a... Cemetery, because yeah. people would be
2: asking for my autograph. Exactly. Yeah. It would liven their day up a little bit. Yeah. Oh, my God. We were... We were visiting Nana and, you know, who we bumped into was Abora filming her next audition tape. She's so jolly these days. <laughs> it's just so light and refreshing, like a breath of fresh air. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so I scrapped that. Um, I had a good bit about filming in front of, like, a bunch of tombstones and i was like this behind me are all my former competitors watch out well that's a good one that was a yeah. good one but you know had to left it on the cutting room floor but um went with a tasteful bowl of fruit in the background in my living room and i still i still ended up whispering the entire thing because my roommate was sleeping yeah can't catch a break but it it lent it lended itself to make me more appealing, I sure. think. Sure. Like, more sinister, you know, more, more committed to the character. Yes, more more divergent from a Bora who's a very attention-seeking wild card, and I'm a very thoughtful, focused individual. Was mystique and... This appealing. bowl of fruit that you were just painting earlier. yeah. yes, on a black backdrop <laughs> to Curascuro, the Rembrandt light <laughs> of my inner demons on the rotting carcass of our joy um so there was that and yeah this these are all helpful tips to your audition tape i hear the audition process is a lot harder these days um i think you have to film an embarrassing thing out in public now oh interesting Kind of like a little jackass stunt. Yeah, you got to like do a very Eric Andre esque like bit where you're just like drawing attention to yourself. And you know who really knocked it out of the park was Violencia dressed up as Wendy. Oh, okay. And went to a Wendy's. (laughs) And she's like standing in line and she's like, I'll have 40 hamburgers and a
3: Frosty. They love that
0: kind of thing in Boston.
3: You know.
2: I used to get free burgers here, but then my dad died.
0: <laughs> yeah, they
2: love all over Massachusetts. I shouldn't just
0: say Boston. She's yeah,
2: so great. I love Valencia so much. They really kick the good ones off too early. Mm-hmm. I want to see a season of Pinche Felony Valencia. The Gone Too Sooner Club. Yeah, but real talent, like real talent, that's like just overlooked. How long were
0: you in Atlanta knowing that you and Bitch Puddin' were maybe going to be on the same show together after all of that?
2: I knew the entire time that she was probably going to get on. Sure. So we only really had about a few weeks after getting the confirmation calls and everything to actually prepare and everything. And apparently everybody got a list of what the challenges were going to be i don't know if i'm avoiding my nda but everybody got a list of the challenges and i'm not good at keeping track of the emails so i lost mine so i just had a vague idea of what kind of costumes i need to prepare for any kind of situation and not that i would have had any time to prepare anything either i was working at a restaurant um uh, and just barely scraping by on that. So I was working part-time, but full-time. Um, and I had no time to work on my own projects and things, but I knew in the back of my mind while I was crying in the freezer and screaming at the top of my lungs, I knew that bitch pudding was just mm,
3: buying all the things and borrowing all the wigs (laughs) and getting all the things that I deserved.
0: (laughs) Well, you were getting that scamp we out to table 10. Stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and here's the scampy. Oh, well, I'll, I'll take this back to the kitchen then. I'm so sorry
1: about
0: that. And that, that was scampy. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Give it up for scampy. Look, folks, drag is hard. <laughs> it's amateur night after all. Please, please be gentle. Yeah. And then after the show, how long is it until you find a, a kind of peace with bitch putting earlier i said i would use some audio from the previous taping but i figure
2: we're talking about it now let's get your hot fresh take on it as of today it actually happened during filming and a lot later than production was coercing me to they violating that nda all over the they place sort <laughs> of wanted me to um, make peace with her well they said it in the show they're like can you like get yeah. over your yeah, shit yeah. so that we can like but, but did
0: that hold though I think is mainly what I meant uh by my question before like did yeah. it did it really feel real to you and everything
2: I didn't want to make peace until the competition was over but what I was doing was avoiding confronting my feelings so I finally broke it down and kind of let her be um halfway through filming when her stay situation was kind of falling apart we were all instructed to find a place to stay when we came over here and she was the only one that kind of did that everyone else sort of said well i couldn't find anything i don't know anybody there so you'll have to figure it out so they're like fine we'll put you up somewhere and then she was like well
3: what the fuck why am i doing all this extra work and i'm not i'm not in the house with you guys like you guys get to fucking talk about me when i'm not around It's like, all right fine
0: and someone's already doing the voice for Meatwad. i can't even get side work doing
3: this. hey i'm a completely original character not based on any adult swim affiliated characters okay i'm copyrighted i am fully trademarked there has never been anything like me before (laughs) sternly
0: worded letter coming my
3: way. work honey mama (laughs) i am my own person there has never been a loud boisterous theatrical drag
2: queen (laughs) until me daddy
3: (laughs) so
0: uh yeah so You were all put up at. uh...
2: Yeah, we all stayed at an Airbnb, what we ruined. And. um, (laughs) What a surprise. And, uh, you know, they were like, Abora, she's going to need to live with us. And I, you know, said, All right, I'm a monster, but I'm not a monster. (laughs) (laughs) So I said, Let's make peace so that you can live comfortably, compete in this thing to your fullest and you know what not to deflect blame but it's all my boyfriend's fault for me not liking you so i'm gonna get over my shit because
3: it's not my fault i'm not a bad person
2: um so yeah i got over my own shit and um we actually sort of came together off screen and then we had that whole uncomfortable exchange on camera yeah. <laughs> facilitated by Dr. Philia uh who was completely unnecessary I won't mention names but uh <laughs> so yeah we came together and I you know like I said got over my shit my ex was in jail, and there was nothing I can do about it, and it wasn't my struggle to hold on to, so, I, uh, yeah, yeah, we, 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 I actually accepted her back as my friend, and it wasn't like she needed me as a friend. Well, it's always kinda, nice to have another one. She kind of did because you know <laughs> everyone was being kind of rude to her. I don't know where they got that.
0: <laughs> no, what? Who energy? could have inspired like I don't that know what of, got into uh, them? Enmity towards bitch <laughs> Putin. I wonder. Hmm, it couldn't have been I anyone was, that was there. I was
2: appalled. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you were clutching your pearls.
2: <laughs> I would never. Um. So yeah, and then it, the the script obviously flipped and then everyone was like well Bora's getting weak and like beating herself up so let's just kind of push the most creative person out of the competition um uh i don't know like if i'm qualified to say but abora like i'm really inspired by your growth this week and (laughs) just so proud of you like you've really you know gotten over your assholism. and if anyone's an expert on being an asshole it would be me unnamed dragula character (laughs)
0: Uh, patent forthcoming on that by the way anyone listening who wanted to adopt that into any kind of Comedic uh, it's cartoon
3: me, show. Throwaway character, <laughs> throwaway character number
0: four. Is it throwaway character number four? Character mm. one through three, you're saving for your own show, and I can appreciate that. So thanks for sharing number four with me.
3: Hi, hey, honey, it's me. Throwaway character number two. <laughs> do a twist. Do a death drop. Bark. Well, the the
0: the surprises never stop on this episode.
2: And I'm throwaway character number three. <laughs> Curious victorian style halloween <laughs> costume maker with top hat for a curious style
3: and a edward Goryesque
0: esque and since yeah. you've uh, shared with us these characters what about number one
3: Well, I'm the number one throwaway character (laughs) of the series that everybody loves. The (laughs) trademarked figure with the noticeable feature just duct taped to their face.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, now we got the whole range. Yeah, we've got all the top four most amiable emulatable figures. Eminence. Eminent. Prominent. Yeah. Excitable. Profound. (laughs) Deeply intrinsically entrenched Dragula figures on the Mount Rushmore of
0: drag. Exactly. (laughs) So there's some stiff competition to see if any of the new lot
2: can can edge their way in there. Can, you know, make a name for themselves.
0: Exactly. Can you be throwaway enough? Find out. Can you be interchangeable? (laughs) It's the dream we all dream. Now, uh, there's some other stuff that we talked about last time that would be good to talk about now because though it was dark in nature, it's very positive in the end and that would namely be your drinking habits and how they've changed.
2: Yeah. um, What I've found is a lot of my drinking was rooted in self-harm and it was also kind of a self-medication thing that I thought would just numb me and just take all my problems away. And um it didn't? Wow. It's shockingly like, no it's strange. It's deviating from the usual plot mm-hmm. line there. Well I looked to cheers for my <laughs> spiritual guidance and well, I wanted all... everyone to know my name sure and i wanted everyone to be glad i came (laughs) so i'd get belligerently drunk and storm my way into private parties where no one knew my name see the big mistake there
0: or let me just say the central mistake is that you didn't do that in boston norm there you go see so anyone listening who wants to go
2: down that path you know that's where to go problematic things about that show a lot uh, surprisingly uh, <laughs> Shocker uh, of them a very weirdly transphobic line in their really? theme song. Yeah one of the lines is like Listing off things that would ruin your day like coffee makers on the fritz like <laughs> that's right your therapist left town yeah.
3: Oh, and your husband wants to be a girl like oh, man.
0: What oh, a
2: you're right bummer.
0: Yeah, that's right Let's pull up the lyrics to that
2: yeah, very problematic lyrics, um, among other things. I'm sure just a bunch of white people in a bar could, you know, a lot of... Oh, there was spousal abuse. Ted Danson was, like, smacking... uh, What's her name? Sally? like Shelley Long? Uh, I was guess. there a, a plot yeah. line with that? Yeah, well, no, it was a bit. That he would smack her, she would smack back, and he would smack her again. It was real lighthearted and toned down, but... Wow, was it the Shelley Long character or the Kirstie Alley character? I think it was Shelley Long because okay. I would never have let that happen to Kirstie Alley. Well, sure. Okay, that's fucking shitty. Also, that we're gonna what protect di- different women from? Abuse? Well,
0: I was gonna also you're gonna protect <laughs> Kirstie Alley over Shelley Long. I mean, yeah. I don't know.
2: Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of problems there. <laughs>
0: um, roll out of bed, Mister Coffee's dead. The morning's looking bright. The morning's looking bright, it says it twice, and your shrink ran off to Europe and didn't even write, and your husband wants to be a girl. Be glad there's one place in the world where everybody knows your name. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
2: that's wild, huh? Just a throwaway line. Yeah. And a weird one at that. And hacky. Very hacky.
0: Well, I gotta rhyme it. That's a
2: weird...
0: Roll out of bed,
1: Mr.
3: Cough is dead.
0: Right, that's the vibe, yeah.
3: Morning's looking bright, morning's looking bright. And your shrink ran off to Europe and didn't even write. Didn't even write. And your husband
0: wants to be a girl. I'm trying to remember the tune. Well,
3: no big deal to that because
2: everybody has a journey. (laughs) (laughs) And you can be supportive without making it a bummer. So what, your love is dead, but you have a friend a lifelong friend at that because that friendship will never end
0: that was cheers thank you cheers cheers re-updated for
2: (laughs) (laughs) a modern time
0: 1984
2: world sorry everybody we didn't think that trans people had
0: feelings (laughs) what are the other problems the character faces in the song all those nights when you've got no lights the check is in the mail. And you're well, it, that's relatable. That like is certainly of that's, the
2: time, like where you're like, "Fuck!" There's no email that I can send and like get my lights back on. Yeah, they're and only open to, nine to five, and, and I just have to sit here in the dark. Like that's shitty. Yeah, and there's
0: no direct deposit, so the check in the right. mail is a serious problem. It's a problem. serious, real thing. And you can't really call them on their bullshit because you're not sure. You got to wait three to seven days, and your little angel hung the cat up by its tail.
2: Referring to the erratic behavior of children. I think so. Possibly sociopath child. In the making. Exactly. These are the signs
0: to look for. They didn't have room for that in the lyrics. Maybe the extended version. But then again, it's a theme song. Got about a minute to deliver the goods. And your third fiancé didn't
2: show. Hmm. So, yeah, that's, you know, that's indicative of a pattern. Yeah, definitely a pattern. But also... That drinking... Could probably remedy, right? Uh, That's the deal. Maybe number four is at the bar, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah,
0: and your 3rd fiance fiancée didn't show, so it's time to go out. The kid's already taken care of. They're playing with the cat. (laughs) Oh, there's there's much more to dig into here. Did I
2: ever... Okay, my sister's going to hate me, but (sighs) no bigger... Oh, What's that? Okay. I think Amy has to leave the room. It uh, oh wait, wait, Amy, get on mic if you're gonna do de- no, it. No, 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 just no. scrap the whole thing because it's a lot of oh, animal. You, you're abuse. saying we gotta restart from the top of the show? No. Oh, I mean God. let's just this is let's just pinch it off at cheers and leave the animal abuse out okay. of it.
0: Okay, we'll pinch it off at cheers. Yeah. That's
2: fine. That's fine. That'll be uh, after the show. Oh yeah, that's the yeah. <laughs> the unrecorded post show where I reveal all my sisters traumatic events. That sounds good. And mine. Yeah. And some of mine. I'll relive some trauma for you. Well, I think you
0: already have a little bit. We're talking about the drinking. And all oh, we right, were... back to the drinking. Okay. Yeah. Um, See, big mistake. You didn't base it on Boston. Uh, yeah. So go ahead. Um,
2: back to my drinking. Um, we'll do like a transition where it's like, and then back to my drinking. Yeah. Um, there you go. So I had a major problem with it during filming. Um, it was like. The wedding challenge, and I had already bombed two of the challenges beforehand. I'm actually pretty proud of the chicken and the, the egg influencer. theory. That was
0: very revolutionary. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I found out, interesting fact, that it was actually um, neither came first. Interesting. It was yeah. dinosaurs. See, A first dinosaur. you got to create
0: the theory, and then you can find out that it doesn't actually. Do anything
2: for you. Yeah, a dinosaur laid an egg so egg the the so when you're no, no you're saying now that the well, egg is the answer honestly the egg was first because eggs existed before chickens
0: how did the egg get there
2: the, the dinosaur that laid it and but, then the next step of evolution you got a mutant dinosaur hatching from that that resembles a chicken
0: okay so impersonating chickens what you're saying the dinosaur
2: was doing and yeah i was is... I was demonstrating evolution by taking it a step further and being the human chicken laying the first human hybrid baby chicken theory egg. yeah yeah, hmm. okay, so very powerful stuff, very overlooked by very small minded uh panel of judges who would sure. later judge me again uh for their pageant of the year competition award contest competition <laughs> yeah. to better results um I'd well their say. mind had grown and yeah. expanded by that they had visited the world actually alaska's notes on my chicken look were positive i think she was probably the only one on board for that <laughs> and everyone else was kind of like we don't get it
0: <laughs> well look you just need that one that was hecklina that was hecklina by oh, okay. the way.
2: that was not um any of my contractually obligated by love mommies uh the uh yeah so i had done two bad challenges and um i was drinking um and kind of getting my stuff packed and you know i get a phone call um from my ex they had like a phone call in jail and they just called to Let me know that they were fine with what I was doing because they don't care anymore. They have accepted that I'm a terrible person and that I chose a show over my love for them. So
3: goodbye forever. Just know that I'm suffering in jail.
2: They've we've both grown way past this point in our lives. They're Totally lovely and reasonable person. I'm painting them in a very bad light for effect. That's a little parenthesis sidebar there. They're totally lovely. Because you had to finally do it on the show. You haven't done that before with other people, so right. I'm known for painting people in a positive light. (laughs) The new me! Um They're uh they're lovely person. They've you know, they don't have a criminal record. They, you know, live in a red state and smoke weed like who among us would be incarcerated for that so they're lovely person they were going through a rough time we both didn't have healthy relationship patterns so parenthesis and parenthesis <laughs> then i got off the phone with that and drank about half a bag of franzia And weeped alone in my room as everybody was hot gluing
3: things to their wedding
2: gowns and having a good time, gal.
3: And this is what I would have done. I'm Erica Clash and I'm still in the house putting my feet on the wall. (laughs) And, um, oh, you should hot glue that. That's, that's going to win you this. And you're so great. And everyone's so awesome. Except Deborah, because she fucking stinks.
2: And I could hear them all like outside, you know, just having a good time uh, as I'm drinking and contemplating death and ending it all and packing up and going back to Atlanta to figure out where I'm going to live after being evicted for not paying rent for two months and just getting real, just getting real. You're not the winner. You're not going to win this. All right. Just get a real sense of what you're gonna do after this and just start packing up then I got a second phone call and I don't know if I'm allowed to discuss this but I do think that this paints the Boule brothers in a positive light so I am going to share it Um, I got a phone call from Swanthula um, she just does this from time to time she'll check in on me say that she felt something in the wind and needed to reach out. Yeah. Uh I was I was counting my tarot cards and the fool landed on the floor, so I thought I'd reach out. Um <laughs> Uh and uh she said, you know, we were reviewing a lot of the footage from when you first entered the competition and there was like a fire to you and we've noticed that that has sort of died and that you're you're stoking the embers but you're not really Giving us the fire and we just wanted to see if you could, you know, give us that again. I don't know if that was her tipping the scales, but, um, what reason does she have to favor me, you know? Like, they don't care who they crown, so. From all, uh, indications, it appears to be a genuine expression of concern. Yeah. No, I think of the two, she's probably the most, um caring and fostering more loving uh so they that got me up off the bed and i you know put the bag down and i choreographed and sewed feathers to my wedding dress and i went and i did what i did best which was roll around on the floor screaming and lighting shit on fire and playing with the boundaries of, you know, matrimony. Um, I recently did the performance that I did um, on the show, which got a little edited. I originally um, had somebody tied up and was dragging them down the aisle, and they kind of broke free, which was kind of the ignition of my grief that sent me into that swirl of like hate fueled bliss with the sign that was upside down love is a lie like I, I, I was feeling all of those things i was feeling my relationship crumbling i was feeling like love was out of my grasp and rejection was you know my fate that i could only ever feel is that Pang of initial love followed by the pitfall of rejection. And, you know, they cut it down for, I guess, time, or they didn't want to show any production members outside of their role of holding a camera or whatever. So I did that live so that everybody could see that there was more to the story, that it was like uh, more cohesive concept than just me rolling around on the floor but you know whatever you walk away with i apparently split the room um almost caused the boulets to get a divorce um so (laughs) so an impactful performance
0: no matter what way you cut it
2: yeah a marriage performance that almost caused a divorce
0: there you go you can't ask for yeah a stronger impact than that
2: yeah Yeah. black and white night and day (laughs) Sweet queen, and sour. Queen of duality. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and so around then is when you started to realize that maybe you had a bit of a problem with no, the sauce?
2: No, I didn't. I st- I still hadn't put two and two together. And um, uh, it was New Year's um, around when um, the show had finished airing and I was feeling like I was at the end of my rope because I feel like all the excitement for being on the show and everything was dying down and that I was already being kind of shoved off the spotlight because I had gone home and I didn't win. And, um, uh, and I was in the middle of making my costume for the Boulay's new year's party that they wanted me to be a part of. And I was feeling kind of stumped with that. So I took to drinking and making it everyone's problem and, um, just kind of, sloshing around and being vulgar and violent and not too fun to be around and ultimately just going out to precinct to cause a ruckus and, you know, squeeze some serotonin out of my brain. Um, I ended up with my head down on a table, and instead of the usual, Pick up, buddy, you got to get out of here. Um, I just got like a gentle, concerning a voice of concern from the late Thor. Um, For those of you listening at home, um, Thor was co-owner with Brian um, of Precinct. And we lost Thor um, about two years ago. And um, Thor was the person who sort of sent security away and sort of looked out for me. That night and approached Bitch Puddin' and told her that I was kind of in a bad way and I didn't realize that people could see that and interpret that and that my actions had consequences on other people and that I wasn't just burning myself alone in the dark and trying to kill myself slowly. I was hurting other people and so i stopped drinking i put the costume together it ended up being a very identifiable piece of costuming it's um a look that a lot of people tell me is their favorite it's what they go to when they think of me and it's this thing that will always be a symbol of my resilience of pulling myself out of a place of self-destruction that i have that power to do that i recognize the tendency of myself to self emulate and throw myself down a chasm of despair but i also have the power to not do that and create something beautiful um it's a bit more fun it's certainly a lot more fun than reading my obituary, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think that that's probably going to be a bigger contribution to society also. Um, so I did quit drinking for a while, um, and then I picked it back up again, and then I started to notice these patterns again. I It really took until... I was fighting somebody to give me my keys back yeah. while I was a full bottle of tequila in and I was fighting them yeah. to let me to drive. And thankfully that person did not. And I had a fi- I had a furious like it was almost like an exorcism. And my poor roommate Moy had to like mark the doors with their like religious markings <laughs> like just so much icker just pouring out of me and like sickness and hatred and fire and brimstone and 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 just like yeah so
0: when you started picking it back up again, did you find that it was going okay at first? Oh, you know, what it's not so bad. I, you know, I no. think
2: I got a lick this time, or was it straight into the toilet? It was bad right off the bat. It was just back to saying problematic things to get a rise out of people and like ruining moods and just stepping on toes and. Oh, I've
0: had three. I've had enough. That did not happen. No, no,
2: never enough.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Never enough. It would be. Well, there can be that deceptive thing sometimes, you know, someone tries it again. They're like, you know what? Eh, It wasn't so bad. And they have like this sort of false feeling of uh, having it under control for a little while. So that's why I was just curious. Oh, yeah. if,
2: uh, If you had that. No. In a way,
0: it's a good thing that you didn't.
2: No, I absolutely knew that I was going to do whatever it took to get as much alcohol into me as I could till I was incoherent. Gotcha. Just, yeah. I what I had done was I perverted my um equation for the character. I this seems like this sounds like a cop out and kind of like a blaming of a, of a, of a fictional character, but it, it it was my action. It was my mistake to think that what I was doing was providing entertainment, which was doing the worst things in my id, doing the most socially unacceptable things and just trying to create this thing that was entertaining, but it wasn't it was lazy and it was easy and it was just not worth it so i had stopped um around a little bit before the pandemic had started i had i had complete uh i had gone to a meeting with a friend and i um didn't really share i didn't feel compelled to get up and talk or anything but i don't even know if i'm supposed to be saying this but i went to a meeting you just went to a meeting It could be an insurance broker's meeting it could be uh... i i was at a seminar for timeshare and i didn't feel like getting up and saying hey i'm an alcoholic (laughs) right and it's okay (laughs) i embrace it it doesn't own me i own it and I want to know if the breakfast is included with my stay at this hotel. It's not? Okay, then. I'm just going to fill up on coffee and enjoy the rest of
0: this meeting. Does this weekend mean Friday through Sunday evening? Or is it Friday through Sunday afternoon? I want the facts now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's how they get you. There Uh, you go. There you go. Uh, I went to a meeting with a friend, I'm not going to say who, and I felt okay about it. I felt like, yeah, I can accept that this is a part of me, this is something that I'm going to be dealing with for the rest of my life, but it doesn't have to be a sad story. The meeting was actually quite fun. We live in an entertainment town, so a lot of these people that go to meetings... They're public speakers. They're comedians. They're actors. They're entertaining people. So they have kind of a jovial attitude towards their struggles. They've lived past it. They've conquered it. They have a joyful air about it. They can celebrate their dark times. And I, 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 I do too. I want to be able to have conquered those things so that now I can joke about them. And you know, yeah.
0: And make it part of the new and
3: jolly.
2: improved. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody's included in the fun. No one has to turn around and run. It's the new and improved Bora, saccharin and sugary, not but the of me. me, and we are all gay.
0: <laughs> well, I
2: can't think of as it, in right? happy, <laughs> not the other kind which is wrong.
0: <laughs> and well, it's you know, damn you to you know. I know the damn rest you do. Yeah. Hell, God hates fags, <laughs> and we are all fun. I was just singing that before you came over, so I'm glad <laughs> that you brought your theme song
2: over abortion is murder abortion (laughs) is murder
0: (laughs) see there's a lot of sides to the new abora that you're gonna have to wait to see in the club but we're giving you a little taste of the flavor now
2: It's okay to have multiple wives. Which brings me to
0: my final question. What churches are you now appearing at? Because now that we're all getting back to life.
2: Uh... <laughs> well, it's not the Eastboro Church. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Uh, the Silver Lake, there's like a whole bunch of different facilities, right? Yeah. Places of worship. Have you ever say.
2: watched like? Have you ever gone to the Westboro Baptist Church's website? It's actually really funny. Like they have I don't like think so no. They have like all these kids bop esque parodies about like modern songs, but they like spin it to their god awful, shitty perspective. Yeah, where they're just like,
3: um bop, um 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 bop, abortion
2: is murder.
0: <laughs> well, that sounds like a good fun. Yeah, accompaniment to any car ride. Fun
2: time that anybody can enjoy.
0: Exactly, anybody can enjoy. So, and when's your album like that coming
2: out? Well, well, that's why I'm here to plug. I know. Well, I know that. But I figured uh. (laughs) children's not indoctrination sing along album with such hits hits as "Try to Take These Guns Away, You Snowflake." I'm gonna (laughs) hold up in my bunker do 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 (laughs) cock cock you're a (laughs) cock cock cock, you snowflake (laughs) libtard you can't prove your gender is valid (laughs) (laughs) it's what's between your legs (laughs) (laughs) we have mastered satire
0: (laughs) (laughs) we sure hope so (laughs) because if not i'm
3: ruined again
2: (laughs)
0: But that's the good thing about being in the Christian entertainer that you now are.
2: Yeah. There's always I, there's always forgiveness. Uh it's me, Lady Maga, uh Sherry Pie, <laughs> uh Soju, uh Sharon Needles, all on the same bill. <laughs> well,
0: that's great. Coming to a church or place of worship. It's not <laughs> you, you, exclusive yeah, to Yeah, we, we want
3: to
2: we wanna be all inclusive here. We wanna we wanna, you know, we we want everybody to be welcome. That's right. Everybody and, and pretty much everybody'd have a everybody. good time. Not really everybody,
0: but yeah that's you know. the Christian you know credo. You, yeah. <laughs> you know who you are. Yeah.
1: You know who you
0: are. Well, on that note, I think that's an appropriate way to end with yeah. the new self-emulating and just Yeah, emulating. well, you know, uh, that's <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> up with people kind of Jesus <laughs> back in uh, the loving. toilet. <laughs> yeah, back in the toilet. Thank you for getting back in the toilet with me, Abora. I really appreciate well, it's it. It's really warm in here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Amy Thanks for being a friend.
1: Oh, uh, it was fun hanging out with you guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well would you pipe down there. I know, Jeez I mean, God. Chatty Kathy. You've been like all over this podcast now. Just call it the Amy podcast. I'm gonna have to fuck do it. there's gonna be a lot of cutting
0: to yeah. just, just Amy
2: just just rolling around on my time. Just god damn it, Amy. Can I get a word in edgewise? Jeez. Like hogging the mic. Can the white man talk for a fucking minute?
1: <laughs>
2: Jesus.
1: <laughs>
0: and career over. Oh, yeah, which is what we wanted. Head on over to patreon.com slash craigandfriends, check out the reward tiers, see which one works best for you, sign on up, and then get ready for an ocean of content while supporting the show.